Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and with me I have Rich Lotta. Um, full disclosure, we are restarting this sh- this episode all over again because my computer decided not to record like the first, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, what you say, Rich, in the show? I, I don't think it was 10 minutes. I'd probably say like five or six. Five, okay, either way. Yeah. What, look, five sex is too fucking long in a, on a week like this. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I've been trying to think of stuff I said before, but uh, basically this week in particular um, and after last week, I, I kind of feel like I'm sick and tired of doing these shows, where, or, especially this is like a special 2020 thing where I have to start this show before the music starts because there's some there's something that terrible has fucking happened. Um, okay, so due to a lot of different things from ranging from um, un- high, empl- high unemployment to um, just out, just from quarantining to social distancing to uh, four hundred years of, of of bullshit to <laughs> um, to this tipping point that was uh, the the murder of uh, of George Floyd. Um, we are now here at this moment where the past few days we've had we've lots of cities over 100 cities throughout this country have has a type of um civil unrest um from you know peaceful protests to people flat out rioting to all sorts of um on camera caught just abuse of power by police to that are not trying to protect their citizens they're trying to do whatever the fuck they they think they're doing um and I'm, you know, I'm very drained. I'm very tired. Um, and at points I can't turn away from the TV or whatever screens in front of me and watch, uh, just, you know, feeling like, I don't know the, I don't know what the future looks like. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like it's really weird. Uh, I don't even know where to. I don't even know where to start. Uh, Rich, what are, what are your thoughts? This was one of the most difficult weeks in American history, flat out. Um, and it's not over. I don't no. expect it to stop anytime soon. Um, it was absolute. You know, the actual murder of George Floyd was one of the more gripping ones that I've ever seen. And it's a shame that we have several of them to compare this to. Yeah. Um, on the previous recording, of the <coughs> boss, uh, it slipped my mind, but I said, this is of the Eric Garner persuasion of murder by police, where they lay on top of you as, as you, um, you know, say you can't breathe and you just fade away. Um, while they're on top of you and you're not resisting arrest and you're already detained and handcuffed or, or, or whatever. Um, and the thing that really like bothered me about this one was like, you not only had one cop there, you had several cops. And then you had this guy in the front, um, the Asian policeman who was either frozen, who was either, in a, you know, knew exactly what the hell was going on and like refused to look even to see because you know he hears the guy um yelling for his mother who died and he's detaining the crowd in the front and i you know 
I know, like you, you would think that <laughs> this per this this trained officer who's gone through this 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 boot camp, who's had however much time on the force um, that he's had, is able to move his head for one second and still be able to you know monitor whatever he has to monitor in front of him, right? Nah, it just looked like evil shepherding evil. And it was like, well, why can't this just happen to anybody? And George Floyd happened to be um, close with the basketball player, Steven Jackson, who considered him like a brother. So this immediately began amplifying even kind of without that, I would say that just like made it even bigger. So combined with, you know, the coronavirus stuff, it's been a couple nights on Twitter where it's like, oh, my God, they're burning the police station. And I can't really be upset about any of it is like I understand, like people are frustrated. People are tired of flat out America like <laughs> and you know James and I in our early 30s I watched this video where there was a gentleman that was 31 years old a, another gentleman who was 46 years old and then a kid that was 16 years old all kind of like yelling at each other like you know 16 year old was furious the 46 year old was furious and then the 31 year old was like yelling at the 46 year old like don't like it, it was just different levels of frustration from these three different generations that all kind of felt differently. Um, and I guess how it relates, you know, to wrestling, there was like this spilled over into, you know, our little corner of the universe for as insignificant as uh, it is in, in a time like this. And, um, but before we get to that, like, this is just like, I don't have the answers. I don't think we'll ever have the answers of why this has, is happening like this. I don't, I can't ever see it being fixed. It's just these, uh, these outcries. I just hope someone hears them. <clears throat> yeah. So I think for me, just watching it, all the, all the stuff happening from just, just from the perspective of what to do and how to feel and, thoughts that run through your mind and, and stuff like this it's like this ain't this ain't gonna be fixed in our lifetimes we already knew that but like don't you just hate like this is one of those ones where you're like I hate being proven right every single time mm-hmm. I hate being proven right every single time um yeah like Racism against black people and white supremacy in this country is intractable. Um, whatever ideas you have to try to fix it, someone's thought of it. White people will try to un- will undo it in mass because you either intentionally or unintentionally, it'll be undone. Um, I mean, you can go back to Reconstruction. You can go back to uh, civil rights um, after the civil rights acts passed. You can look at um, gerrymandering the voter rights act right now. You can look at um, you know the history of segregation, uh, 
in schools, um, or I'm sorry, they call it de facto segregation because of it's not the schools that are segregated; it's the housing um, yep. and all and all the stuff that goes into housing in the history of um, of redlining in this country. It's, Down to the it, laws, like the yeah. man- mandatory minimums, the sentencing, you know, right. the drug sentencing, the private prison enterprise. Right. Like, I mean, it, it and it's they got so, it covered on all bases. Yeah. Yeah. Health, health care. I mean, look at look at COVID. Um, black people are bearing the weight and people of color are bearing the weight of working so many of these ascent that the, such a hard, lar- large share of um, essential workforce so they are coming into contact with COVID at a higher rate and are therefore getting um, sicker or, or getting more transmissions and dying at a higher rate it's 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 even in the pollu- air pollution where you, like depending on what city you're in where they used to put black people where they still put black people in where they are or where it is compared to um, where they have put industrial parts of the city at like it's or if they put you by flooding or, or areas that could flood it's it's everywhere um Flint still don't have water <laughs> it's how many years Flint, Flint still don't have good water these five yeah okay so um yeah it's just it just really sucks and like I'm not really in the mood to hear um like I appreciate the the you know the the solidarity or whatever you want to call it or um your your people's ability to want to carry the water for um for for basic human rights um and that's cool that you want to do that but like right now i don't really want to hear from anybody that wants to do that right now like if you want to do that cool i don't i don't i don't feel like giving you um a cookie or a pat on the back for you wanting to you know do what's right um like, yeah, I'm, I'm not I, I, interested in, yeah. in being a guilt soundboard. Like I'm, yeah, me neither. Like, um, I, like a couple years ago, I would I put a Facebook status up. I was like, a couple years ago, I would have tried to change people's minds or whatever on whatever is going on. I would have argued with with people, and be like showed them every piece of data that you know I could instantly find to disprove whatever they're saying, and then just realize. These people are too far gone now. I don't have the energy for it. Um, and frankly, I, you're not going to change nobody's minds neither, right? Because I what I'm what care. I'm what I'm, yeah what I'm realizing is a they don't care. And B we're we're not talking about the same thing, like right. because like like we're talking about something that they won't admit. So and you know and ultimately when they hide behind everything else, like they're not really being authentic anyway. So you know it's like we know what you're really you know, posting all this stuff for stop trying to dress it up. Like, <laughs> and, um, well, I will say this. I believe some people do are, I do believe there are well-meaning white people. Like I'm not a person just, you know, my, my, my point is ultimately, um, I've had enough. I feel like I've had enough of life experience and I have seen enough of the macro on it. Um, to to know where a lot of people either stand or don't feel comfortable standing, mm-hmm. and I mean this this the Trump administration, uh, these these since 2016, like he's been it's, it's, it's brought out, it's brought out a lot and and put it in very clear terms for people to understand. Like 
at this point of you, you know, if if I like I'm glad that you decided to have your come to Jesus moment in 2020, but like we, we've had years of this. We've had years of this now. Um as far as like it's clear as clear as day. And like you look at those election results and you see that like every single uh you know demograph uh demographic that involves white people college educated high school educated um white women white men age even divided by age it all it all voted for trump like all the dog whistling all of that stuff all of the you know the the complete disrespect of media like all of that stuff is showing his face right now where you see him like they're opening fire on fucking media yeah Show you your credentials. Yeah, it, it's all, call it's you all off. Built up. Shoot you. Shoot at you with with, with um, rubber bullets. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's like the uh, like we're in a uh, like a post facts uh, world. We're in a a world that's been set up essentially on misinformation. Um, and once it's so so strong and so powerful, it's like you almost can't even fight it with like the truth. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's like, well, what do we do now? And it's just, you know, you hope. And I don't know, man. I my hope is like run thin at this point. Yeah, I I completely understand the 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 um the lack of optimi- optimism. Um, this is just like a shining example of you know this is what like people's work have like pointed to you for years like whether it was Nicole Hannah Jones or it was Tanahashi Coates or it was Jelani Cobb or you know anybody that does any like <clears throat> economic or uh, social work on macro racism um, studies or whatever it's just it's it's this was being this was foretold <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's never really came. It never came out in this kind of way, and not in like you know fifty years or so. But here we are. Um, and, and we mention all this other stuff because like the riots that are going on. They'd be like, "Well, this isn't about George Floyd anymore." Well, obviously not. You're, like you're right. It's not. <laughs> like this is like like I saw someone had a really good meme actually about it. It was like an iceberg, right? And on the top of that mm-hmm. iceberg is George Floyd, and then mm-hmm. everything else is like the last four hundred years. Like, so yeah. And <clears throat> like, I, I, I mean, obviously, this isn't this is a pop off like this without be, this we're us being in the middle of a pandemic. And think about like what this comes with all these people not social distancing and what that means for the future, um, as far as uh, transmission and outbreak. In the in the coming uh, months, like this is going to be a fucking disaster. So yeah. so we're going to have even more people. They're going to tr- eventually, I imagine, there's going to be uh, restrictions again or not. But like, there's going to be uptick, obviously. And what's going to happen when they start seeing people out? What's going to happen when they start police people that they see out in the street without masks? They already are targeting black people. They don't have masks on more than white people. Yep. Was already having it for it. Now, after this, you know, makes me not want to leave the house. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I could see that as um, a lot of people's conclusions. Yeah, um, we had a lot of people from the wrestling world chime in on this. Um, some 
having a, their own come to Jesus moment. Some sending stuff out that makes them look really bad. And <clears throat> some of it just like shocking, you know, on, on a week when, you know, I anticipated coming on the show and talking about Doja Cat in the racial chat room showing feet. Oh my God. I'm going to have to push that aside. And <laughs> I logged on to Twitter. These are just some of the names that, you know, I, I collected a list. So Randy Orton um, was tweeting Black Lives Matter. Did you expect that one, James? We're in a, like, we all live in the Tyson zone right now, so sure, why not? <laughs> the only person I really expect that's a wrestler to not put that out was like Hogan at this point. Yeah. Um, Joey Ryan, if you're an African-American wrestler being told that vocalizing your support of Black Lives Matter will cost you bookings, please contact me directly. Charlotte, Black Lives Matter. Uh, Randy Orton, all lives do matter, but the point I was trying to make is that I finally realized that until Black Lives Matter, they can't. Get it? How old is Randy Orton? Randy Orton is four years old, James. Randy Orton is 40 years old, and it took him until 2020 after, like, the I don't know, probably like this tw- the, the two or the twenty fourth uh, video of someone getting murdered by the police for him to realize this, huh? Okay, cool. Alexa Bliss, uh, Drake Maverick, Sonya Deville, Peyton Royce, uh, the uh, <laughs> Mark Henry, <laughs> um, Seth Rollins, Tucker, Cody who got in some other stuff, uh, which we'll talk about later. Um, do you have to talk about, we have to talk about Brandy, don't we? We do. We do. We do. Um, great. The, uh, uh Roman Reigns, uh, sent something out. Uh, Will Ospreay, Finn Balor, Austin theory. Um, MJ Jenkins put something out that was kind of inflammatory. She uh, had said the mass text, the mass text of telling talent to tweet Black Lives Matter is in full effect. As we all know, MJ Jenkins is no longer in the company, so this could be. This obviously sounds like her speculating, um, which immediately well, she's I, worked yeah, there before, so right, I, I think yeah, she has exactly. an idea how they get down. Right. So. Um, I had joked, I was like, man, I guess the directive has been sent out uh, a little bit before that. And then that came out. Uh, Austin Theory, more love. Black Lives Matter. Chris Jericho, all lives matter. Yes, black lives matter, but all lives matter. That's And he seems to double down and triple down on this stance. Yeah, that don't really <laughs> surprise me that much, given that like he's done stuff over the, over the years that lets you know to like, oh, yeah, he's. Like, not that it matters if you're liberal or, or conservative, because, like, at the end of the day, like, he's rich. He ain't living with us, so it don't matter. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just. But he kept it well hidden for so, so long. And then well, it know. just, like, start, it, I don't know what happens, but, like, he just starts, like, there's holes start forming in the boat. Um, I don't know how much of it is, is it, he hit it or how much of it is, like. He's putting himself out there more than he's ever has before, and we're more just the world in general, not us in particular, but the world in general is more um, because of Trump. We are more um, our tenors are up for for this stuff. Like 
2015, yeah. you know, if you ask me like, what do you, what do I think Undertaker, like what I think his politics are, I'd be like, they're exactly what I, they're exactly what I would have fucking thought five years ago than mm-hmm. what, what they are. But now when he's out here with like, you know, the, on every single show, like the American badass stuff, the anti-Kaepernick stuff, then it's like, it, like I said, like Trump has brought him out. Yeah. Um, Broken Matt Hardy, um, racism is wrong. It's shocking that our species had a t- t- tough time uh, involved past racism. George Floyd was mer- murdered without reason. His life mattered. Um, every life is precious. People of colors lives matter. Black lives matter. I have a question. Uh, yeah, is that is that tweet in character? No, you sure it's not because he said our species as if he's talking like oh, he's Oh man. Um I mean it's it's what he said is is nice and everything but I'm saying like I I'm asking you in your personal opinion do you think he's like in character do, Nah, cuz he used the he used the George Floyd hashtag. So Okay. All right. Um TJ Wilson, um Black Lives Matter, Frank Gazarian, uh, if you were outraged when Kaepernick Neil, you better be outraged during this shit. If not, uh you're the exact uh description. Actually, I only got deleted. Because uh, I think he misspelled Kaepernick, so he sent that out again. Yeah, he spelled Kaepernick he, with, with, with only one with only one e and with a c. I remember that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. look, it's, I guess he thought that counts, but he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, The Rock sent something out. Uh, very kind of you know, kind of general like. Yeah. Um, uh, Cena put out a picture of Colin Kaepernick kneeling on his Instagram. Yeah. Tegan Knox, Black Lives Matter. Sammy Callahan, Black Lives Matter. Um, Sammy Callahan. Um, MJ Jenkins put out uh, more. I would encourage you guys to go check out her Twitter about that because she seems to uh, have a lot that <laughs> that seems like she may be kicking the door in on. So, um Tony Nese, Black Lives Matter. Uh, it's not just WWE. So Aubrey Edwards, for those right. protesting, thank you. Black Lives Matter. Uh, Chelsea Green, um, you know, Black Lives Matter. Isla Dawn, um, you know, Black Lives Matter. And she put a long message up with it as well. CM Punk, COINTELPRO, stay safe, safe out there, everyone. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Hey, man, Page, any cowboy worth his salt knows Black Lives Matter. Matter. Dr. Britt Baker, Black Lives Matter. Uh, Jake Atlas, Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah. When's the last time you heard someone talk about, like, COINTELPRO? Is it, like, when they were doing, like, the um, the black identity extremist stuff? Is that yes. the last time you – okay. Yeah, I thought yes. so, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, did – uh, are we still, you know, uh, in the BIEs, James? Or are we still like, did did you get your membership card renewed? Or, um, I'm I'm sure that if I haven't, I'm sure I'm caught up on on account of being next to your ass. So yeah, I guess, <laughs> I, guess. <laughs> I guess. So, um, Bomani then sent out. Okay, looks like looks like the okay. We got to put out a statement. Slack messages have been sent out all over sports. The NFL put out a horrible statement, yeah, uh, which did not involve the word police. Uh, something I kind of picked up on uh, that you know yeah. uh, Joel Anderson picked up on all these statements that you're seeing come out from these leagues and teams. None of them have the word police or anything it specific. Like it's all just general, you know, wording. Tragic events, yeah, stuff like that, yeah. You know, McMahon speak for for that there of a better word. Like I don't even know if this is just McMahon speak. It's corporation speak. 
Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, <clears throat> like you have to say something. Well, uh, all right. Well, like, how do I say something without ultimately not saying anything to offend anybody? That's that's their whole. That's these companies. Uh, that's their strategy. Tony Khan, Black Lives Matter. Allison Kay, uh, if you're so adamant that all lives matter, then it shouldn't be so difficult to understand that black lives matter, too. Dustin Rhodes, I hear you. I'm with you. And I believe we'll come out on the other side. So start. So sorry. Black lives matter. Hashtag save black lives. Um, the blade from Butcher and the Blade. Black lives matter. <laughs> um, let's see. Jim Ross. Black lives matter. I guess eventually we'll talk about dynamite, but like, oh, please keep it. Please make a mental note to like talk about like the butcher and the blades attire. Hey, like since loved it, <laughs> like loved these boys like they on vacation. But yeah, go continue. Sorry, um, Jim Ross, Black Lives Matter. Scott Lo- Scott with Hall. a cowboy hat. Yes, correct. With a cowboy hat. Um, you know, Jim Ross been around black folks for a real long time. You know. Um, Kevin Nash, or excuse me, Scott Hall, all lives matter, and then promptly deleted his account. What a send-off. Um, Paige, if George Floyd was white, he wouldn't be dead. Sit your ass down. If you don't understand the revolt, you don't understand the problem. Black lives matter. Carmella, black lives matter. Mandy Rose, be safe, everyone. Black lives matter. Anna J, feeling very sad tonight. We gotta do better. Black lives matter. TNT, uh, the network, um, they said, neither love nor terror makes one blind, indifference makes one blind. James Baldwin, we stand with our black colleagues, employees, fans, actors, storytellers, and all affected by senseless violence. Black Lives Matter. Um, Chris Jericho, peace and love to all of us. Like, so, so, like, when you start hearing all this stuff about love and peace and, like, pray and all that stuff, all that stuff is, like, like when I started hearing that, like my radar started going off. Like, <laughs> um, like when you send out that kind of stuff, or the you know y'all need to get out in the streets and stop protesting, then like I feel like you've been better off just like not, just not. Yeah. Um, Rhea Ripley, Black Lives Matter, with a couple different pictures. Um, Brandy, uh, she said, uh, "Actions louder than words." I've donated. Hope others will too. Black Lives Matter. Say black lives. Indy Hartwell. Um, I understand I'll never understand. However, I stand with you. Black lives matter. Dakota Kai. Uh, I stand with you. If you're unsure how to help or want to learn more, click the links below. Black lives matter. That's all I came up on, which was was a lot, but um, a lot. And <clears throat> it's crazy. And there were people that were pressuring certain wrestlers to speak out. Uh, I believe Zelina Vega got in a situation like that. And it's like that. It feels so. And of course we, um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention there was a situation with AJ gray, where he um, started going off on AEW about, um, you know, the lack of black wrestlers and um, using, Push uh, black wrestlers. Push, push, push black wrestlers. wrestlers yeah. And, you know, he does, He would never want to work there. And then this whole thing, that whole thing kind of felt all so, like, insignificant to me right now. I'm like, all right, man. Like, it's, it's absolutely, <laughs> it's absolutely valid. But, like, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of more, I'm kind of more attracted to what I'm seeing on CNN right now than that right now. Like, 
honestly fuck wrestling right now yeah <laughs> yeah uh so so yeah like i mean if we ever get back to wrestling then yeah sure we could discuss that but like maybe you know and this is a conversation that's been going on longer than than aj gray since before he brought it up we've been talking about it before AEW ever existed um so so yeah like it's all those I hear same you. circles. It's valid, but I'm not really to engage with that part right now because I'm trying to see if, like, I'm trying to, you know, see how many people get fucking killed over this in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some some of those ones were really shocking. So the the presence of this has just been so enormous, and I don't know, man. Is like you wonder if it, it it was so much and so heavy handed you wonder if it's genuine then you wonder if if it was a directive as mj uh jenkins alluded to um i don't know man it's i, I don't know <laughs> i mean if we're going to talk about the wrestling part i think that it is interesting that like they have mobilized in their platforms in support of Black Lives Matter in a way that, like, you don't see in, like, other black or mostly uh, uh, internet, not internet, uh, entertainment um, spaces that are dominated by black people. Like, it's so it's kind of weird. Like, I, I mean, I saw a lot more wrestlers on my thing than uh, tweeting that stuff throughout the past few days and like NBA players, NFL players, uh, mm-hmm. baseball players in particular. I don't think I've heard seen a single one. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, For like yeah. the last 50 years uh, in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even in, in our childhood, I mean, like, uh, you know. We would have had somebody. Look, I think Barry Bonds would have said something, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it's just uh, Gary Sheffield definitely would have said something. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's just in in regards to the wrestling part is like it's interesting that like this is this is happening in wrestling. I don't know. I don't know if it's because like wrestlers are more engaged than their counterparts in the other, you know, industries. I don't know. Do you think that may be it? I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, that's find it weird. Like, I, I, I thought like my initial thought was like, wow, there's a free clout grab going on right now. Could be like, yeah. like you, you put that out. You're going to have a lot like, mind you, they're going to get some shit back for it, but not nearly. Especially Randy Orton or Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I would say the one person I thought I saw Charlotte and Randy, one person I was like, I'm waiting to see if they gonna tweet it. Uh, but I don't, I haven't heard any word. Like, where's Tessa Blanchard? <laughs> I believe she's in Mexico. Wouldn't this be the per- she? So, well, ain't she no inter- there ain't no internet in Mexico. I I, sw- uh, I know there's internet in Mexico. Yeah, so yeah, I there, don't know. There is. So uh, she could have picked up some free clout on that. Like is the cloud is is waiting to be had, uh, in that case. But um, yeah, it was it, it was shocking. Um, so hopefully these uh, people now remain consistent. Um, when it's not a uh, trending thing, when it's not something that has people already like in an uproar, and hopefully, like you know, for me, like it's not a thing of like. Um, <laughs> You know, it, there's only so much you can do by sending a hashtag out. Yes, we appreciate, you know, the the sentiment and everything like that. But challenge yourself to, like, learn about what 
that means actually and like what everything is the work that's gone into making that thing exist and um just like I don't know. Um, I, I think they, they just need to make sure that it's coming from a real place and not a clout grab. That's, that's That would be my you know, take on it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, this is uh, this sucks. And, <laughs> uh, you know, do you want to talk about Brandy in that situation now? Uh, fuck. All right, fine. Okay, so she put out something. I read it like once, so I'm trying to remember. I guess she was being pressured to speak out on something. Yeah. But then, like, she started going off on to how this whole situation is very difficult on her. And a lot of people took it as, hey, you've made this about you rather than um, you know, George Floyd or she did <laughs> like her, her stuff is tantamount to people were mean to me in school about me not being quote unquote black enough or how I talk. And I've held on to that for the rest of my life, which is like, you supposed to look, you went to college. You should have been over. I don't know what college you went to, but like she should have been over that shit years ago. Um, whatever. Like it's, it's, it's more of the stuff when he talks. I mean, we've all experienced the stuff about you know whether or not your authenticity or your or your blackness, especially growing up and being awkward or and and growing up adolescent trying to find yourself or your voice or what or what have you. Uh, she went to Michigan. Okay, yeah, that don't help. Um, so, <laughs> um, so like. Yeah, I, I definitely understand um, feeling that way, but at a certain point, you have to realize, like, yeah, man, like, kids are mean. And then go from there. Like, everybody everybody felt like they were picked on or bullied in, in, in school, even the kids that were doing the picking on and bullying. Um, so, so, yeah, like, I don't think that's a thing that really happens that way. And also, she's a person that engages online a lot, and, like, it's, it's the shits for a, a woman... On t- on social media, a woman that's famous on social media, and a woman and a black woman um, <laughs> on that's famous on social media. So like she has all her Twitter absolutely sucks every single day. I know it does, but that don't <laughs> that doesn't change the fact that like and what she's reading is not actual she, reality. She and she all here be replying to stan accounts and shit. Like yeah, stop. Like you have to stop that because these people are not engaging from a. Um, they're not on the level like like they're trying to catch you slipping they're trying to trying to get you fucked up out here right and and i think that that would do a lot of people uh uh, like we talked about how much of um the amount of black Lives matter support that we saw from wrestlers this this week is like i believe that's a big reason why they think that like their fans hate them or people don't actually like wrestling they just want to bitch about stuff is because they're so engaged with it compared to other people that are in, in entertainment and just use it as a thing to put out their whatever. They have to actually, you know, be on Twitter to try to, you know, sell t-shirts or sell merch or whatever else and try to get themselves over. And the back, I mean, the, the negative part of it is like, you had to deal with like the shitty people more than, than like other people. Like LeBron James, he'll never have a tweet again in his life. If you don't want to Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, Dwayne Wade, 
um, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan. I don't know if Tim even has Twitter, but you my point. Like uh, Shay Gilchrist Alexander, he never has to. He never has to look at Twitter ever again. He's not. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. Um. So, but that's not really a thing with um. Yeah, bro. I don't think Tim Duncan has Twitter. Yeah, he may have had it once upon a time. But like, but you get my point. Like, you know, you you look at. Like even old timers have Twitter. Like Foley has Twitter. He <clears throat> tweets out some really cool stuff and the stuff that he he writes from time to time. Austin's on Twitter. Undertaker got on Twitter, right? Yeah. And that's part of the thing and reason why he got that fifteen year contract. And they're like, oh shit, he actually got on Twitter and he's going to do Starcast and all this kind of stuff. And they gave him the, they gave him a fifteen year contract. Uh, why does that remind of, me? Of, why does that remind me of like the Bret Hart contract in nineteen ninety seven? I thought you were going to say Andre. <laughs> you know they gave Andre some yeah. contract and not not doing so, it either. Yeah, yeah. So you're that right. was like that. Um, I learned about that on that uh, Herb Abrams documentary. Which, if you guys haven't seen that Herb Abrams thing, I haven't seen it. It is fucking hilarious. This man is like real life, like cocaine cowboy rock star that tried to get this shit popping, but it just ain't work. But I highly recommend it. Like, uh, but he had Andre the Giant come in for him at one point when Vince was slipping, and then a lot of people like connected that to when the Undertaker was yeah. going to do Starcast. It's like yeah, the that's same why I brought shit. it up. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and like he was super washed. Yeah, yeah. Andre the Giant could barely walk yeah. <laughs> at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, I I empathize with how Brandy feels to an extent, but. At a certain point, it's like, and I know the pull to get the unplug from Twitter, especially after this week, is super hard. But the way that she, you know, she expressed it, like, yeah, I'm just, you know, why should why should I tweet out my supporter after after like all y'all gonna do is like pick on me? It's like, okay, Brandy, like. I understand you feel bad for yourself right now. However, like you can either just un- you can disengage with Twitter right now for the time being, or like you could, or you could just like you know make w- make it into whatever you want to to turn it into a newspaper to just w- read whatever you want without being de- dealing with people. Like you can you can there are, people have different experience on Twitter based on how they make it to where they want it. Like you don't have to you can mitigate some of the bullshit. You can, and it seems like she just can't pull away from it. And I feel I ache for her. In that, um, in that way, but eventually, because we, we, we did just have like Hanukkah, like get all this cyberbullying and right. stuff she like that. that but, she pointed yeah. it out. She's like, one of my friends just, you know, just recently took her life over this. And it's like, yeah, like for those that don't know, like when at, at times when, um, you know, Cody was doing New Japan or whatever stuff or whatever else, she was in stardom and she was a part of Oedo Tai and like, uh, like the late spring, early summer of 2000, I want to say 17, 17. either 17 or 18. Uh, no, it's 18. Cause it was right after, uh, Tam got knocked out. So it was 18. Gotcha. So, or took it out. Of LA yeah. So yeah, like I, she spent time with this woman and realized, and like, this is affecting her as well. So like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that like, you know, like just get over it, snap out of it. But it's like, she needs to like take some care of herself too. If she feels this damn badly, like you know what I mean, like yeah, she should talk to uh to a like psychiatrist or some some type of someone that something will, for mental health. Yeah, and I don't something mean that, as she's you know she's, she's holding on to something, right? Like, 
and it ain't healthy. Yeah, and like, and people like feasting on like trying to get her like out of her comfort zone or because they don't like her, and she's right yeah. about a lot of people not liking her. She's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but obviously, Brandy, like at this time, like we are kind of focused on like George Floyd and um, you know stuff like that, but it was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Stephanie McMahon just put a tweet out about with Titus O'Neil's story. Uh, so proud of Titus O'Neil for having the uncomfortable yet important conversations we need to have to move our society forward. Yeah, but I kind of need like the Stephanie Mans in the world to start having like uncomfortable conversations with like her folk too, because like black people can try to uh, you know, do whatever they can or they want to. Ultimately, this stuff will not change unless white people start telling other white people to, to, to tighten up and stop with this bullshit. Um, you know, so, like, it, it's gonna it's gonna take more than just us. Do you want to talk about Killer Mike and T.I.? Let's talk about Killer Mike first, because that's more important. <laughs> and then we get to T.I. in passing, because there's not really much to say about T.I. Um... <laughs> I can't believe this fool, the king. We'll get to it. Uh, okay, Killer Mike let out a, I think it was like a six or eight minute, um, like plea for for um, Atlantans. I don't want to say Italians, but whatever. Um, to you know, not tear down what the. Uh, you know, millions of black people in the past have uh, contributed to Atlanta um, and what Atlanta uh, represents. Now, uh, keep in mind, um, Atlanta is a city that I have wished I have lived in at times, still wish to live in um, at times. So um, I did not know that his dad was a police officer. Um former police officer and talked about you know the some of the history that you might not know about Atlanta um not wanting to see the sacrifice that so many people made to build themselves some type of black infrastructure um inside of that city and around that city um the problem is for me Killer Mike in the last I say five years, whenever Runner Jewel started, um, has kind of made himself more famous than he's ever been. Not kind of, has become more famous and powerful than he's ever been before in rap. Um, by one, becoming this old head ambassador type. He's big homie now. Um, and also by doing Runner Jewels, which is kind of giving him this. Um, this kind of reframing as this. Uh, he always was pro black, but like as a almost like, but he's more of like a seems like a revolutionary figure now in mm-hmm. in, in terms of um, the Kanyes and the uh, Jay Zs of rap right now. Quite frankly, uh, so well, it's easy to not be Kanye right now. Yeah, just don't be. A uh, oh Lord, I said this on. Got me recording. Jesus fucking Christ! What time's the time frame? I'm cutting that. Uh, what? 40 45 seconds yeah i'm I'm cutting that uh, or i'm not gonna cut it but i'll just put a i'll mute it or beep it or whatever yeah, um yeah. yeah so um for him to 
ultimately at the end of the day say like don't tear down these capitalist like uh, institutions that black people have contributed in in part built and own as the capitalism that is like at the hands of black people still hasn't saved any black people is what for me like kind of like it makes me feel icky because like I understand the plea and he, and he he's, he's so empathized with uh, the people but at the end of the day like your message shouldn't be at this point you need to get out these streets like I'm just I'm not here I'm not here for listening to anybody talking about get out these yeah. streets at this point yeah I'm I'm as a person, struggling. as a person that myself is not going to be in these streets, but like I'm not finna sit here and tell somebody don't go. No. Yeah, same. Um, I'm not here for these. Like uh, the dream was another one putting out no, ridiculous shit. LL Cool J, like, and it was like, well, I don't, I don't really care about you having to protect your business interests. I'm Especially dream because dream basically laid bare like in the most unromantic or unimpassioned way in most selfish way what he was saying is like I ain't all that shit insured anyway exactly um but the thing is like he said that stuff in a way to like you have no you have no emotional appeal or or appeal to anyone's sympathies right now when you say that you're just being a selfish asshole right now dream um and it's like well whatever I don't like that that's that's how you feel and you're just wrong but like the 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 one with with killer mike was just a lot more it was, it was it more up. complex and more and and more something that i could I, something i empathize with but ultimately i don't agree with he where it's like it dream is like fuck out of here dream killer mike dressed it up in real sexy clothes like like, and, like and almost then, everything then, you want to hear, it was like ear candy, and then like he was sneaking just a little bit through that wasn't like. I mean, I I think he, I, I don't know, I I can't I can't speak for how how Mike felt, but I will say that like it is a it is a thing to say like, um wasn't wasn't a shirt he wearing didn't it say kill your masters? Yeah, yeah. He's wearing a shirt that says kill your masters as he's saying get off these streets to keep to protect this property. Amazing, when you think about it like that. Yeah. Uh, now Ti, on the other hand, oh Jesus Christ, boy. Well, Ti's also Ti un- legacy undoing <laughs> another un- look takes another lap. I don't. I never hear all the things Ti said. I only heard one clip, and you know what the clip was. Yeah. Yes. It, that's it that's was, weird. It stuff. was. It was. You know, this is Wakanda. You can't. This is sacred. You can't do this. And look, I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Ti is movie. Ti, right, right, right. No, um, no. Why he's wearing the most country oh looking shit, dude? Was that, okay, was that three or four? I'm not sure because the pockets make it hard to figure out. Look, man, was, was that three or four different pan, uh, flannel panner, patterns? At least three, probably four. It's definitely three. I'm wondering if it's four because of the pockets. Because the pockets they switched up at some point. I can't Let's put it tell. like this. It looks like he stole one of Hangman Page's shirts oh, and popped that bitch on. I, I had. I, <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. Atlanta is Wakanda, and um, that all that made me think is, you know, of this Malcolm X clip. That I'm gonna play it real quick. Uh, <laughs> like, 
Lena Horn. This included Dick Gregory. This included comedians, comics, trumpet players, baseball players. Show me in the white community where a comedian is a white leader. Show me in the white community where a singer is a white leader, or a dancer or a trumpet player is a white leader. These aren't leaders. These are puppets and clowns that uh, have been set up over the white community and uh, over the black community by the white community and have been made celebrities and usually say exactly what uh, they know that the white man wants to wants to hear. Okay. So as far as T.I., T.I. is one of is <laughs> the best way to explain it is I throw him in that Jay-Z pile where like he is a ruthless capitalist. And yeah. of course he doesn't want the infrastructure to be uh, broken down because he's high up on the infrastructure, right? Like it, it's cool that you know he bought a bunch of I, mean, I can't remember how many years ago it was. This was like around the time they were like um, gentrifying like Little Vietnam in in um, in Atlanta, and I, I believe he was buying property at that point to try to keep um, affordable house housing in that area for the people that are still from that area, and like. I, I I appreciate that as a person that listened to, to Ti all for the past damn, the better part of twenty years, where there's a person that writing about the school to prison pipeline, there's a person that, that writing about police brutality and and um and profiling and the war on drugs and a lot of stuff that you know he he did he rapped about a lot more than just selling dope, believe it or not, folks. But um, at the end of the day. I never I only I only saw him as you know a I I only saw him as a hustler politically a political hustler right, right? like when he was doing those songs like Rubber Band Man or he was doing um all these records with all these people from that weren't from Atlanta or he was doing like um you know uh We Taking Over and he talked about like shining out all these different cities or whatever else like that wasn't just Cause I've been there and I know folks there. Like you know, when he talks, when he always goes in and talks about like Cloverland and all that stuff at that <clears> time when he, I think he was beaten, I think he destroyed, flipped, during down with the king. Like that was a that was a that was strategic. He knew what he yeah. was doing. Like so, this ain't no like Ti's not no dummy. He does a lot of dumb shit. He's not no dummy as far as coming to trying to you know make whatever work for him. Like there's a reason why he's a multimillionaire, right? But. He has those shortcomings that he, he's a ruthless capitalist and like he's a he's baked into that structure, right? So like I I, I just can't I just can't engage with him when it comes to this because like I notice like this I'm sure there is some you don't want to end up in the prison or whatever else, but there's also some like this also fucking up some of my bread like. And I don't really, yeah. really, I really don't care about hearing from you in this situation. Like, and I especially don't want to hear from you after like, I hear this impassioned plea from that I believe, I actually believe from Killer Mike, but from Ti, just like, there's more campaigning. I know this campaigning. I've listened to you rap for for, for eighteen years. Yeah. Um, when he said Atlanta is Wakanda, and then there's a lady in the background, which I believe is the police commissioner in Atlanta, and she like, you, she's wearing a mask. And you can see her face just like oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. <laughs> didn't it's, notice just, that. it's just yeah. like I can't believe this man said this. Yeah. Um, this is not a movie, Clifford. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is real life, right? And and it's so and it's also weird. It's like you know, so much of like 
his best work is talking about like his rage and fury in the in the um controversy in like the in like the rage from like you know someone like like um Big Phil dying in his in his life and it's like mm-hmm. like Fallant bro like I understand Ti if you sat down and talked to him about this I'm sure he would a- admit this like. Think of all the records you put out talking about, like you out here looking for for, for Florence killers, and and the rage you have, like George Floyd is somebody's Florence, right? So I, you know, for me, it's like I can't, and you know that, and I've and I've heard you rap about like the people that have been left behind and thrown away by the system, and you rap, you know. And you know, talk about being and talk about like trying to embody a symbol of hope for those people, like uh, in uh, praying for help. Like so, like for me, it's like it's so conflicting that like I I know what your work is, I know what you've done, I know people what people think of that dude is just a dude that only writing about dope. Like people talk about that he may be like you know obviously more successful like Southern Pusha T, but like no, I, I I know the work and and I know the heart that dude has, but. At the end of the day, I know that like that dude is for self too. It's like and it was is also like it is for sale. Everything yeah. by it, so so it's really so for me just for like sale. this was just so this is like the most transparent it's ever been with Ti, right? And then like it's it also been like a bad run for Ti last like couple years with like the stuff with his um you know his daughter, um it you know it's yeah it, it's it's I don't want to say it's sad because like he's successful as hell hell too and people still respect him in his, in his city and that's what you know to him matters the most but from the outside as someone that you know that's one of my three favorite rappers of all time it, it's it's like yo this is I didn't know it was going to end like this I didn't know it was going to last yeah. this long but I didn't know it was going to last as long for it to like go on like this either yeah um yeah uh, yeah Rest in peace, George Floyd, uh, which all this kind of comes back to. Yeah. And uh, you shouldn't have died this way, uh, along with, you know, several others. And um, just if you're out there and, you know, you're, you know, processing, just like just just make it home, you know, after that's that's the only thing I can say. I'm not going to condemn you, whatever you feel you need to do to express yourself go ahead like you're not about to have me saying nah don't 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 you know don't use violence don't loot don't do like nah man you know fuck it all up like like some shit might have to get fucked up for it to destroy and rebuild yeah hold for something better but you know this i don't know uh yeah i just um oh an anonymous came back Oh yeah, oh, but yeah, we won't even go into that. Uh, but yeah. no, you'll, those of y'all that know what that is is real and it exists. Yeah, um, just continuation. I guess we're gonna have to do a super cut of this. Fuck twenty twenty. Yep. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. 
Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation You got the power of the pyramid This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, bang Okay, so we went like 57 minutes um, on, you know, the protests and all the stuff from this week um, and how it, you know, kind of touched into wrestling and um, other parts of uh, the world that we, you know, care a lot about. Um, so, man, that, now, should, should that just be it? Like, I don't. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about stuff quick. There's nothing really, ma- really happened this week. We can talk about um, um, Dynamite. We can talk about NXT. Um, is yeah. There anything else to talk about really? Um. Oh yeah, yeah the hockey glass. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So I got a raw starts at eight on Mondays, and um, I want to say like around That's right eight fifteen. Wow, this, this week been so long. I forgot. I I gave Monday Night Raw about ninety minutes of my life. I gave it seventy, and I tapped out. Um, yeah, I think you started at eight because you saw that they were putting up the plexiglass. I think eventually I was alerted to it at like eight, probably like eight ten, probably like ten minutes like into the show. I I tuned in. I was like. Wait, so you mean to tell me they have a plexiglass glass in, in like the barricade area? It looks like a hockey rink. All right, you 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 <laughs> you have you have my curiosity. So I, I flipped the fucking show on, and um, I forgot what I don't even remember what I watched. Like this week's been so draining. I don't even know what I watched. Like I saw, uh, I saw um, Andrade versus Apollo. For the uh, U.S. title, Apollo wins the title. I thought he cut a great babyface promo after the end, um, showed some emotion in a way that like clearly felt like he was unscripted because I've seen him do scripted promos for a while now, and he never comes off that well. So like clearly, um, one of the if there's anything to um, to take in a positive direction from all of major professional wrestling in America uh, since this pandemic is that like fuck these promos. Let these people talk from the heart, and you will get your good promos and the good stuff that you actually want without you know feeling the need to force feed, force feed these people lines. Because 
I I think I kind of list a few weeks ago about like there were like twenty people that deserve like some type of credit of being a, a notably of having notably good promos, not one or but two or more throughout this year in a time when like you go to last year, it wasn't no damn twenty people that had as many you know notable promos that I could point out. So um, that's like the only real good thing, the only like positive you can really pull out from this era of empty arena. Um, but the number one thing I'd pull out right now, honestly. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what do, what do you think of the match, Rich? With uh, Apollo um, and, and, and it, it, it was kind of hard. It was kind of hard to pay his engine to. I thought it was like a you know pretty decent match. I was mm-hmm. shocked that you know he won, and I'm like, wow. So like when Apollo, when they, whenever they cut his legs off, because you know they will, um, and say, Lord forbid, he ends up out of WWE. This will be what people point to. Oh, he, he, you know, he won the United States Championship. Yeah. You know? All right. How about this? How about I go to uh, talk about his tenure? Talk about the number of like times he was healthy, and then I pull up the number of times he was actually on TV because he full yeah. of shit. <laughs> yeah. But good for him. Uh, he seemed happy. Big smile. Uh, you know, and we knew this. Like I, I wrote a column like four or five years ago. I'm like, if they fuck him up, like. Like you, you ain't trying. Like obviously, like he's charismatic. He can wrestle his ass off. Like and he's like a great physical specimen. Like he's not the tallest guy in the world, but you should be able to get something out of this guy <laughs> if if you you're if you remotely know what you're doing at all. Right. Um. <clears throat> it, was, it was funny that it, I watched this show, which was the first one after Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. It, when last year, the last Monday Night Raw, I believe that I watched was the one after Double or Nothing. <laughs> last well, year, it's basically like, oh my god, they didn't try. Yeah, it's more a thing like different one out the ball yeah. doing their thing without paying attention to the rest of the of you know what people are talking about that are like their hardest core fans. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, and it was like um, they did five. I look back on the show when it was over because after that, it was just like they did five matches in three hours. Um, they did a lot of promos. Um, all the matches was short. Only one match went like over like twelve minutes. Right, they had um Angel Garza getting a win over Kevin Owens in like seven minutes or five minutes, some shit like that. I think the match time ended up like under four minutes. Yeah, it was short, super short. Um, yeah, it was just um by the time they got to the golf and all that, I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm that's I tapped out right before that. Yeah, like, because I was like, all right, I'm going to give him three strikes. And then <laughs> they got, yeah. that was the third strike. Yeah, yeah. so you tell me to give him three strikes. I'm like, Rich, these are strikes right here. And you're like, nah, I ain't going to count those. I would have been counted those. So you were like, you quit on Look strike at me. three. And I remember I was like, I'm not going to go on a strike system because I already had like, because when, when I tapped out after giving him 70 minutes of my time, I, I had already had five or six strikes. So I was like, whatever, I'm not counting strikes. I'm just going, like, it'll be a certain point where I just like, I cannot take no more because I'm bored or just, or I know this is not going to hit anything I want to, I'm going to enjoy or I assume I'm going to enjoy. So I'm just going to like go off to do something else. And it did not feel like Wednesday. <sighs> no. Like what is this? Like this is this is really what y'all watch on Mondays? The some of you at least. Um, yeah, man, it just it just was just too much. It wasn't enough action for me. It just wasn't. And like I understand why they're cutting it short because they believe that like people don't want to, aren't tuning into the wrestling. But it's like I I'm not one of those people. I I prefer the wrestling to whatever nonsense you're going to come up with. 
yeah. maybe if this was a company that had or a promotion that had more um more trust with their with their you know creative as far as storylines promo character work maybe I could get into them not having that much action but the yeah, action is the best thing they do so until they until they do a fuck finish so I'm like I'm good yeah. no thanks um so let's go to Wednesdays um yeah. <laughs> um I guess the big thing coming out of AEW was the uh Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho angle um yay yeah um I don't like it um I don't think it's the spirit of the promotion I understand Mike Tyson brings eyeballs allegedly um yeah I wouldn't say well. I, I mean, well, I mean, like he, he did on YouTube at least. I don't know what that factors into what his segment did. I don't know if there's any word back on what his uh, what his quarter did, but like his um, this, so and, far. Uh, and, and, and with Tyson, it's not really a short term thing. Like this, like would have to pay off over the long run. Like okay, the brand. This is a brand awareness move. I understand that mm-hmm. because you know when people hear pro wrestling, they think WWE. Like they don't think of any other company let alone AEW. but for me and what i'm watching right and what i'm you know consuming and i'm mm-hmm. i'm just seeing it as like wow this is like bringing in tyson fury wow this is like bringing in kane velasquez like yep. all the mma guys out there i'm like i don't care about any of them i'm sorry like um i thought the the talking segment leading up to it sucked i thought the pull apart actually was was kind of decent like with the physicality and how all those people came out there but mm-hmm. then i started thinking about social distancing and everything like that i'm like okay i guess that's all out the window um well, i mean but i mean if you want to talk about social distancing you had apparently at the end of raw you had a bunch of the all of the um the nxt pc oh, yeah, we didn't even, th- we didn't even talk in, about that yeah they they you know they cr- they flooded the ring um which you know social distance my ass Friday they did the freaking uh, Jeff Jeff Hardy may have uh, killed Elias because he was drunk driving thing oh and that had like all the people in the PC parking lot like oh, oh, probably 20 people or more all together to try to work out that that crime scene so like social distancing what is that? That's yeah. the past. We, we, we've moved. We in to we're, paraphrase Jay Z. We have moved past uh, social distancing and professional wrestling. I think this. I, 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 I look this obviously. It's ox, obviously, it's oxymoron because you got two people wrestling anyway, or people or multiple people wrestling anyway. But it's like these people are the people that, that are around. Is supposed to be the crowd or whatever else. Why are they now like you know doing all this nonsense? Um. Uh, this should have been in the first part, but Colin Kaepernick says, what's up? <laughs> um, yeah, but as far as the Tyson Jericho thing, it's like, I don't care. I don't like, I don't like it. It doesn't make me excited to watch AEW. It's just like, wow, this is more of that shit that like, I didn't think we needed. Like, I'm good with the roster. Like, I don't. Yeah. Um, I'm. <laughs> I'm not that down. Da- I'm not as down on it because one, um, I was in the middle on film night. There was a, there was a, it was good and bad at the same time at different parts of during that whole entire segment. And two, I realized we're so many weeks away from um, double or nothing that like 
I don't know if this is going to fighter fast. I don't know what this is, but I believe this is something that's short term and not something that Jericho is actually going to take past uh, fighter fast. So ultimately, it is what it is. It's like it's some shit to do in the meantime before you get to the eventual build for whatever it is at a pay per view. Um, if I'm wrong on that, then like I'll change my tune. But like I don't really, I don't. AW has enough credibility with me for not for me not to think that like this is where they're headed. Um, and also, it's like it's so much. It reminds me so much of the Austin Tyson stuff from '98. It also reminds me that like, oh yeah, like Jericho is d- doing a AEW feud about him being basically big leagued by Tyson in some guest anonymous GM thing from WWF. I'm sorry, WWE in like a decade ago. It's like. Where Ryan Satin was on Twitter immediately talking about just 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 putting out them them disingenuous, you know. What do you say? Just putting out the you know. How do you feel about AEW doing a WWE angle uh, ten years later? Thoughts like one of those. Well, I went. I don't want to go as far as him, but it's just like I just think that th- when I how I think of it, I think of it as. Oh, this is Austin, and this is refraining. Just trying to go for the Austin and um in. Um, Tyson stuff, and also anything like, oh yeah, like he. The reason why he wants a piece of his ass in, to, quote, to quote Austin is because of what happened in WWE, and I'm just like, I've seen worse, but like I'm not in love with it. Um, yeah. And another thing for me is like, I don't think they utilize the UFC guys like Sahudo like fucking right to do it at uh, UFC 249, like the one they just did. did uh, you know the first Rashad Evans was out there. I didn't see him. Yeah, he was the black guy in the front. With it. He has a different hairstyle now. I he didn't has see like him. Braids. Oh, so okay. if I saw him, I would I would recognize him. I know what he looks like. But um, but like Sahudo is like he fucking right to do. Like he's he should be somebody. He should be putting in the front lines next to Tyson, not like the dude with the fucking what was the dude oh with, the eye, with the eye? What the was fucking, that? The, the fucking gooch. That shit looked terrible. The like, what? His name's the, the what? The gooch. The gooch. Do you know what a gooch, gooch is? Gooch is his last name. Do you know what a gooch is? I only know what Gucci Mane is. That's, Do you know that's, what a taint is? Oh my god! That's another word. That is a that is another word for uh yeah. for a for a taint. He is a his name is Mickey Gooch. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So like he puts on like the paint and it just looks like cart cartoon. Is shit. he a wrestler? Or? No, he's an actor. He's an actor. Correct. So he came out here playing this shit for for giggles, essentially. That's what, like what it felt like. I mean, to be honest, like it, part of it, one of the reasons why like the whole talking part of it sucked was because Tyson was selling this shit as it was a gag. Like he was playing, he was he was sitting here just like trying, like he was cracking up or trying to laugh the whole time, as opposed to like actually like being upset that that is not taking. Uh, Jericho as a threat, so like that killed it until they started brawling, and it was like, never mind the bullshit where he's no selling the stuff that Jericho just said. They're actually in the middle of like you know wrecking house with all the stuff, so you know that part like turned it around for me. But at first I was like, this am I? I'm sitting there like first like I don't know how to feel about this. I feel like this stinks, and then they started wrestling or fighting or whatever else. And I was like, okay, cool, cool brawl or whatever else. But let's go through. I don't the know show. how they, I don't know Wait. how to like fix not fix this, but like I don't know what's going forward, and I. You know, whatever, like, whatever. I, I, I think this could stink. I'll say this: I think this could stink. And Very much. Like, if it, if it doesn't, then you know it doesn't. But like, I think this could stink. I have, I have real worries. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, while Mox is coming out at 825 and, you know, Kenny and Hangman are, like, disappeared from the show, um, this is what we're doing. And then uh, we'll. I'm going to pull up the uh, card. Like, we got that. Uh, is there anything that you liked on the show besides the opener? Uh, I'm pulling up the card now. Okay. Um, hold on one second. Okay. Well, I I, I take it back. I I did like um, Cage's squash match in Moxie's commentary during it. I did like yes, that. I like that too. Uh, I like the end of the battle roll. Um, okay. Okay. Carl Shooter Chrissy James was okay. It was okay. Uh, it was okay. Like, I thought it sucked. I, just, I was like, she like Chrissy James may be good in a couple years, but the time ain't now. <laughs> so um yeah, but the opener to six man was was pretty good. Um good to see the young bucks back. Uh kind of some of my fan anchors for the promotion. I, I thought um, it was the best thing on the show. Uh easily. Then, and the revival comes out, or FTR, uh, they pull up in the little truck. So what does FTR another, stand for? Uh, fuck the rest, apparently. So what? Fuck the rest. Like, uh, whatever. Hi. So, so they pull up in the little truck, the little old school truck, and it kind of comes off cool. But then you remember Cody Rose stole that angle too. So um, you know, <laughs> they, they didn't crash or nothing though. No, they didn't crash from but, five feet out. But yeah, yeah, and it stopped. Yeah, like we, we yeah, we'll get to it. But tell, um, tell me, NYPD pushed a barricade with people on it further than Cody pushed with his truck into that little platform. See, I, I I just thought about that just now. Um, Butcher and the Blade uh, were oh, ringside. Yeah, you know, yes. they got involved during the match. Um, they got caught a super kick and then they jumped. All in the white, so looking like they got skinny, it for the look. Skinnies, look skinny jeans, tight shirts, looking like <laughs> they had the butcher out there looking like Andrew WK. Google it, Rich. That's funny. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like this look for the butcher and the blade. I don't know what's going on. Like, especially now that you got the bunny over there, like I fucking QT. Like, I don't know what's oh, QT going on. Up. Like, is it is this is this a setup? Is this just a distraction? Did did was there like a real life like breakup between the blade and the bunny? And now like that's all you know. We are we are now basically Penelopeing in. And Kip saving in this thing where he's like, we're splitting them off onto something else because, like, you know, it's something to do. I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, what, what it, like it it just kind of started on Twitter, and then I was like, what the fuck are you doing, QT? And then I found out it was work. Uh, oh, okay. When when, when AW Dark came, I'm like, oh okay. And then like she walked out eating the the QT apple with his gimmick or whatever eating the apple and then he can't take his eyes off of her and then during cody's promo later on he's ignoring cody and look at looking at her and he's like yeah fit like fake cheering and brandy yeah. is talking about you know look at cody and he's he's like nah i'm over here like <laughs> which i can't blame qt for that you know rather than listen to one of them cody promos okay <laughs> 
Oh yeah, Cody's promo. I forgot. Cody's promo says something that I just like. What? I thought it. She stopped. says, yeah, he says something about like nepotism, about it not being true with him. I'm like, bro, like, oh. why is he insulting me like this? Yeah, like, he insulted me tell this with that. Like, was like, 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 nigga, like you know, like I believe it was everything elite might have said this. It was like this man is acting like. He's fucking uh, B Rabbit in Eight Mile. He's gonna say everything you think about him, and it's like this is his promo style. He's gonna say everything you think about him, like right there, and then try to flip it and make you seem like you're the crazy one. But that like, would make sense if he was like actually like cutting a promo against some particular opponent right now, at this moment in time. There was nobody. He was talking. He was just talking to the audience. Like, and then he's talking about. Um, you know, his little insider shooty WWE comments. Like, yeah, right. I thought this promo was horrible. Yeah, he did say that. Um, he said, they love me in Boston. And then, <laughs> it was so funny because Tom was like, I'm from Boston. <laughs> and he's like, he did something about did like a head shake. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought this wasn't like. Yeah, I thought, I thought, it, was a, I thought it, was a, it was a rare, at this point, from, from a promo perspective with Cody, I thought this was a rare miss in the last, uh, um, was it been almost. Um, what like seven months with uh with Cody, or so actually more than seven months, more like uh closer to eight months with Cody. Like it was one of the rare misses for him with a promo. I just thought like it hit a lot of wrong notes. That's all. Delivery was fine. All the other stuff. Cody is you know masterful when it comes to that, but like it just hit the wrong hit on the wrong like content for me. Yeah, and he um he reveals that. He is doing the Cody Rhodes TNT Championship <sighs> Open Challenge. Oh my God! Yeah, so you know, I'm who sorry. Also, so, so check this out, Rich. Do you know who also opened up a Open Challenge weekly uh, on, um, like, basically at the same exact time on TV? Actually, probably before Cody actually did. Johnny Gargano. Yep, I found out about that today. I watched NXT uh, today, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And this is like this falls to what I was saying with when it came to uh, we got into it, me and Floyd had got into it on um, Messenger about like I'm sorry but like open challenges especially for titles like I'm just over right now because like some of them have been done well but like none have been done great like really and it's just like I'm burned out on them and then he was like well AEW hasn't done one before and I'm like I don't care. I don't give a shit if AEW's never done before. I watch wrestling for a bunch of different places. And this is a thing that's been done a lot to death over the last five years. I'm kind of over it. Like, it, it is what it is. Like, no knock against Cody. And I end up saying it, actually said on the front end of it. Like, if he does a good job with it, he does a good job with it. Like, but right now, I don't really, I, I'm not really into it right now. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of good matches that he has out of it. But for me right now, it's kind of like, okay, so, all right. Don't it's sound like, like revolution to me, but okay. Yeah, it sound like a bunch of three star matches every week, and Cody going over all these people. I mean, um, maybe, maybe he has a bunch of like you know three and three quarter star matches in a, in a cracks out of four and a quarter from time to time, and he wrestles Darby or whatever else. He basically like wrestles like he's he beats them again. Huh? No, I'm, saying, like, maybe, maybe, I'm saying maybe he's on his best behavior and he's actually trying to like you know trying to there's something for him to prove aside from the smoke and mirrors or whatever else. Maybe there is, but it's like y'all were adamant about not making this a TV title and you effectively like in one promo made it a TV title right after you just like put him on somebody. I just like what? Why couldn't it be a TV title? Like, he's quickly gonna overshadow Mox like, and he's gonna eat up the time, the creative energy. 
go into this. I'm not really concerned about that, but but you you might you might have a point. You might have a point. Like I'm sorry, I'm I'm not. I don't want to watch the Cody Open Challenge. I'd rather see <laughs> the the Kenny Open Challenge, how, the, how, the the Pac Open Challenge, the I, the fucking Ray Phoenix Open Challenge, the fucking I mean, the fucking Young you, Bucks Open Challenge. Like I mean, to be honest with you, is like I felt that AEW was in a good. One of the reasons why I like AEW is that they don't put the same people on TV every single week, and them doing this, like this, could lead to overexposure for Cody or yeah, yeah. anybody if they did this. If they put Kenny on TV every single week in a match, I don't think I will f- be that happy, excited to see Kenny every single week after like the fourth week. Same for Jericho. Same for Moxley. Same for um, Luchasaurus or or you know MJF or anybody. Um, I think that I don't think this was a good idea to, to basically turn this to a TV title or even if you want to get away from the TV title, like put say that we're going to we're challenge. going to have a TV match for somebody every single week until he loses. Maybe this is like they explained it like, you know, the average person is only going to get like four defenses off this thing and then they'll move on and then if that's the case, I'm I you know, I'd be like, okay, that's a cool precedent to set, I, I whatever think, else. I think but, this is just Cody doing this. I don't think this is the the statement for the title that it will be defended every week. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I'm saying like but if this turns to a thing to where like Cody is going to be doing this every single week and then like he loses like the fourth week, then it's like, all right, no, no harm, no foul. But if this thing where like he's a champion for like, I don't know, five months, that's a lot. Ain't they gonna, that's ain't a, they gonna run out of opponents eventually? That, like, that's what I'm concerned about too. So it's like, like there they're, can't, they're be, there can't end- be much of a shelf life on this, can't be. So he did say something interesting on Twitter this weekend. Like someone asked, like, you know, are non AEW people eligible to challenge for this title? He said yes. So, so they could bring be Jeff Cobb and beat him, right? They're like they could, they're going to bring in Zack Ryder and beat him. Oh, God, um, Steve Slater. Um, like that's how I think they're going to do some of this. They're going to they're going to basically, you know, outsource the L's. They're, they're going to outsource a lot of these. I think so. That's not a bad idea. Honestly, but I still have concerns about Cody being overexposed uh, or anybody in that position being overexposed if they if they keep having title matches every single week on TV. And he gonna think he will Osprey, and he gonna like you know <laughs> he, he go into personal attacks. <laughs> tired of it, like <laughs> um. So I. Uh, Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian are going to take on Kenny and Hangman for the belts next week. Yeah. Winners get the uh, best friends. Yeah, why do you think they pin... Um, okay, two things. They tease... They're, they're breaking up SCU. They te- right. Did anything in that match happen that will lead you to believe that, like, that, that played off of what happened at uh, Double or Nothing on Saturday? No, the only thing right. I could like kind of pick up any... was was like both of those guys looked very frustrated during the match, okay. and it felt like they were not on the same page. Okay, but no, there was no malfunction. At the no, junction. no obvious like right, right, right. Like okay. you know, monkey flip somebody into somebody. It's something, nothing like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> monkey flipping. <laughs> <Patrick> <laughs> <Riddle>. <laughs> um. But Brian Cage looked, as you mentioned, Brian, he looked fucking great in yes. that squash. And um, Dude, Taz. Moxley. Oh, my God. Moxley, his commentary. He seemed like he seemed like he really gave a fuck on doing commentary and putting Cage over. And it was a good job. And, like, the Taz stuff as well. Like, I think that, like, this is going to be a good program. I really do. Yeah. 
Um, Jungle Boy wins uh, that battle royal. Comes down to Wardlow yep. and uh, MJF, as well as uh, Orange Cassidy, who kind of got into it with the Inner Circle earlier in the show. Uh, looks like they may be headed to a Cassidy and Jericho match, maybe at Fighter Fest, um, before so, they get Tyson for All Out. So when like Cassidy be Sammy, will you be upset? No, nah, because Orange Cassidy is a star, like, okay. like and one that like is is doing like well, like yeah. as far as like when I was looking through those um YouTube numbers uh, to try to see like where the Tyson Jericho segment ranked, like I kept looking, I was like, yo, like Orange Cassidy like segments and matches like do as well as like everybody just about everybody in the elite shit too. It was like, yo, all right. Like I ain't got no like I I thought he was doing well anyway, but it's like he's doing a lot better than I thought. It's like you know when people were um I saw someone make a joke about uh <laughs> you know how a few weeks ago we were talking about the the four horsemen like the four pillars like yeah <laughs> like we were, making, we were making that joke and uh, after um last weekend's pay per view we were talking about like you know Darby and Sammy and MJF and Jungle Boy like that could be the four pillars of, of NX of uh not NXT but uh, AEW and I saw one that said like four pillars and it had like those four guys except no Darby but Orange Cass and I was like y'all not thought Darby alright like Orange Cass he's 35 but whatever <laughs> yeah um what else oh but it's Sammy I, I think they do need to um make sure they're showcasing Sammy Sam Guevara and like just not beating him down forever and having him be a geek. Um have him win some good matches like at some point. Rather soon. <laughs> um they did start teasing like an MJF and Warlow thing, like everything yep. else that has to do with MJF. It's coming entirely too fast. Um like they rushed the, the turn, they rushed the <laughs> the uh you know the pairing, the the teasing of the pairing like I would have still had MJF with Cody. It was my promotion. Like I would have probably started putting that in place, like at double or nothing, maybe. Um, and but you know, they MJF they got him on the fast track. I well, like I mentioned before, I, I, he's really good. And I would assume no, 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 not, not but for what I mean, like what what do you think is like the destination that they're trying to get to with him? Uh, to have like a 24, 25 year old world champion that's like home, okay. quote unquote, homegrown, or um, eventually okay. something is, is coming with Cody. I can imagine that. Like, I like, and the funny thing is, he teased the you're the t- you're the TNT champion. Like, I have a perfect record in, uh, or I have a, some type of great record in twenty twenty. Yet I have no title matches. As if like somebody that is in, in, influencing the booking is fucking with me, um, which is kind of similar because now like he is not the twenty twenty version of Pac from uh from, like the end of last year it was like look at his record why can't this man get a title match why do you keep fucking with me i want to see back in a title match but yeah so um so i uh, thought it was a nice tease of like oh are you really going to that that fast i would have waited a little bit but all with, right with, whatever with the introduction to the second belt so I, I i came up with this whole scenario in the thread i don't know if you saw it where cody now his He's going to be positioning himself as this fighting champion every mm-hmm. week that's going to stack up. And, you know, he would think the belt would feel prestigious, like, you know, after. Oh, I know, wins, what you're right? I know what you're about to say. I know what you're about to say. <clears throat> so eventually MJF, you know, 
being undefeated eventually somehow comes up on a world title. And then from there, the fuck shit starts like where he's on that, on that bullshit, like in matches or whatever. He's Jay White and this shit all the way. Like, <laughs> and he's going over a bunch of people, like a bunch of favorites or whatever, and just getting people furious. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Cody's the TNT champion being pure and all this other shit. And then <laughs> it, out of nowhere, a conversation will start to arise. Who's the real champion? Who's Who's got the belt that's on top? And then MJF's like, well, there's going to be only one way I can prove myself. I got to allow this motherfucker to challenge for the belt and everyone's going to be dying for it or whatever. And then that's how Cody eventually wins the world title. And maybe he has to forfeit the TNT title to face MJF or something. I don't know. So there's actual stakes. I get you. Yeah. Like, like you can fight me, but you have to you have to forfeit that title before somebody, I give you. Somebody loses. Yeah. Somebody comes off a belt regardless. Yeah, I get you. Mean. Yeah. So, and I think they're they're rushing MJF A to have that age thing and B, this is all like everything else revolving back around Cody. Um, okay. Uh, I thought for some reason you want to say that like, because I don't know if it's been on TV or if it's been in like interviews off TV, like Moxie has said that he wants to work Cody. Running with Cody. Yeah. So I thought you were going to say that like, he's going to do this fighting champion thing and it's going to kind of, it could be him too. Uh, what Moxie is doing because he's only going to be wrestling. You know, they kind of made that belt. I think some of the talk was they made that belt so they can have more title. They can have title fences and kind of save that for pay per view. Where it's kind of like, all right, somebody's fighting champion. The other person is just like only on big shows. Like whose title reigns better? It leads to Moxley challenging Cody, and then like they'll find some bullshit excuse to get out of what they did to Cody in at full gear. And they can have they can have a title match there that way. That's a, but like I mean, it, getting to either way, it kind of you know doing it kind of the same way to get to either Jericho or or I'm sorry, uh, Moxley or to MJF. So yeah, I mean, I would probably that probably as, be something as, I would do myself if I, I was. I was going to say as a person that's been staunchly against like the Cody never being able to challenge for the title. Do you think that's a suitable way for him to eventually get that title shot? No, I'm gonna fucking hate it. Like, I think the only way that I, um, well, well, I you think, just said oh, you you would do that, huh? You just said you would do that. <sighs> yeah, but I'm not. I, I, how do I say this? Um, I would be very careful with it. Mm-hmm. I would. I would like. Okay, I won't just do it in the. I won't just do it in a lazy way. I would try to find a way to where it's like there are no other challengers. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this is like a long thing. Like this is like full gear, uh, twenty twenty type of thing. Where it's like they have both exhausted every challenger for both of their belts, and there's nowhere to go but to have this match. And we can't just we can't quote unquote avoid this match any longer. Or right. whatever else. So then you have to make the machinations of like in story kayfabe and also like you know promoline line this shit up to where it's like. This is the only other match these two could possibly have because they've been such great champions, both of them. Uh, um, and that takes a long commitment. And I don't even know if I frankly would want to go through all of that because, like, doing that kind of means like you're delaying. You know, uh, the, you kind of stagnate. The, you know, your your oh yeah pay per views if you have them just go through everybody like a hot knife through butter. Um, like I don't know if we, you know we need two babyface champions that are going to you know go for uh, at this point. How many months is that? Would be like most of the year for for Moxley. This year, it'd be like half the year. Like, 
Like I, I don't enjoy sitting through heat, but like you gotta have some of it at some point. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Interesting. But honestly, like just before, like going through to some, you know, picking the right two people to do this with or to the program, like, just like from a simple like, how do I get Cody to? How do I undo what I did with Cody um, at Full Gear last year? Is like the only one that makes the most sense immediately is like. He turns heel and says, fuck it. I go back on what I said. Fuck it. I don't care. To me, that would be the cheapest kind of so? kind of one you can do. Yeah. But I'm not because talking about doing it like right now. I'm talking about doing it like a like year and a half from now. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about doing it like after one year. I'm like, it's been a while. You kind of feel the weight and you like, this is like, you have uh you have stabilized and have come to the realization you're, you're okay and knowing that, like that's a rule that like will never happen and it's almost like then they did some shit I was never expecting them to do mm-hmm. and they undid it like and you don't go back and you know and you don't go back on any other stipulations you ever do like this is like the one you do or whatever else like you don't this is like the one time and it's because like this person has completely changed his whole mindset he hates everybody he's an asshole he's showing his true colors blah 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 like and he's a top hill in the company at this point in time. I don't mean like, you know, just do it like, you know, undo it like a year from now. No. Not don't fire Johnny Gargano and then have him fucking win his fucking job back like a month later. No, I'm not talking about that. No, no Triple H. I, 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 I really feel like they're gonna get MJF into this at one point to try to get him that that Jay White IWGP title reign while they're super young or whatever. I can see it. And eventually he can hand that shit to the guy that he basically took that ability from or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much dynamite. You know, we talked about um, Tyson and shit and, you know, they got a, all right, line up next week. They got Jungle Boy against Cody. Uh, so Jungle Boy is first up to, uh, <laughs> to, to take a crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> or or whatever the hell uh, Cody will pin him with or submit him with. Um, <clears throat> tag title match next week. Right, right. Um, what, what, what do you think about this Bucks revival thing? Like, because uh, they, they don't they didn't attack them. They walked out. Yeah, like they. It was awkward because it was like I see what they were going for. They were going for like they showed up. Their teeth not. They're going to whoop them, beat them down because you know they've been you know slandering them for, for, for promo for years now and then they basically protect them and then like the Young Bucks like go to shake their hands but they, by the time they get up to shake their hands like they turn around and then they turn around to check their just to check their sixes and they see that they're up and they progress which means like it almost feels like they were about to beat them down from behind themselves the Young Bucks and it's like I see what you're going for but like in execution it felt awkward and mistimed so whatever. Um, it, I mean, I don't know. Like, just get to the match. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I'm like the the melodramatic stuff with the Young Bucks. Like, it's it, it's very good for a lot of the time. Like, you know, especially what happened um, when we finally got to that Ross sit down with um, you know the Young Bucks and Kenny and Hangman. Like, that's the time I actually finally felt that feud and what they were going for. Before that, I was just like. I feel like they're just being like fucking childish, all of them. It's, I feel like Kenny's like, Kenny's just like, I'm just trying to keep the peace, and y'all having like hoes. So I, but <laughs> you know, then it finally clicked for me, and it's like, I still don't really understand the hangman stuff, but like, I definitely get the frustration from the young bus because Matt's an awesome, <laughs> pro, it's a very good promo. Um, 
But getting to this is like, you know, I think next week they do a don't don't the uh uh FTR, FTR I, yeah. I, I want to call them the revival. They're doing a sit down with Shivani. Shivani, not Ross. Shivani, okay. not Ross. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, anything else on tap? Um, there's a tag title match, uh, as you mentioned, Bucks, uh, or excuse me, um, Havoc and Sabian. They uh, are facing Kenny and um, Hangman. This might be like a thank you guys for <laughs> for showing up to the. Um, uh, you know, pandemic uh, t- title shot as well as, you know, they've also been doing solid in the ratings like Penelope and um, Kip, you know, been, the, the big Penelope draw. Is Kip or is it Penelope? I don't know. I mean, they out, there, they out there together, but okay. I think it's, you know, <laughs> I, I think, you know, he's probably benefiting a little bit from her. So okay. um, the Hikaru Shida, uh, Chrissy James match, like added like 67,000 viewers. So, um, that was like I a. I don't know why. <laughs> it was a good sign. <laughs> so it's a good I don't, sign. Man, I don't care. Like the viewership, like that's cool. People like. I'm glad that people like are gravitating to Sheeta now because like she has been the the like the the workhorse for this uh, division. Um, so I'm glad like that's paying off. But like <laughs> they did, they, like for her to win the title in that way on Saturday, and then for her to like a few days later to have to struggle with this woman we don't know and I understand this is supposed to be like the female version of the um, Alan Eagles Omega thing but like Christy James is not the Alan Eagles equivalent <laughs> she was not good at all like I honestly think that Shitty could have had a better match with a broom and I'm not and I'm not saying that to be funny I like I saw Sakasa Fujimoto I have an empty arena match with a broom a couple weeks ago I think Shitty could have a better match with a broom damn so you know, I thought I thought for the fact that it went like five six minutes, I I thought like that 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 couldn't have been what they were actually going for. I think they were trying to do the Allen Eagle scene, but like Chrissy James just couldn't um just couldn't make it happen. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it on the show. Uh, my dog Lee Johnson was on the show, uh, but you know, um. But NXT has something to say. I did not get to watch it, but I probably will be watching it after uh, the fight pit. I uh, hear was awesome. Um, to my NXT, yeah. Um, it got awesome at the beginning. It was not at the beginning. It was. Uh, we can talk about NXT in a second. I'm trying to find this Christy James shoot thing I saw from that was cut up on the internet on uh, YouTube and was taken off of. Um, it was cut off of a Bacha Mania. Um, Trying to find it, just bear with me. Um, gotcha. Oh, I remember what it is. Yeah, so Christy James on like a Russell Circus show, and she's wrestling um, Rachel Ellering. Mm-hmm. And like they're having all these malfunctions on who's whipping who to where and stuff, and then eventually. They just have a stand, uh, basically a standoff in the middle of the ring in front of the ref, and then the crowd is like, "What the fuck's going on?" And like, you see that like Matthew has pointed out that like Chrissy James thinks that like Rachel Ellering is going to shoot on her. So Rachel Ellering is like, "How do I convince somebody I'm not trying to shoot on them right in the middle of a match?" So <laughs> she gets on her knees and sticks her hands out, like. I'm, expo- I'm giving you my body. Like, I'm not, this is not no bullshit. Like, I'm not trying to do oh, this with man. you, Christy. So, eventually, 
they basically goes to they, they do like one other spot then then basically somebody gets pinned I think Chrissy James pins Rachel Ellering and then uh, Ellering just like rolls out the ring and just walks the fuck away just like I can't you can see the disgust on her just like I can't believe this, this is a fucking dummy thought that I was trying to shoot on her yeah I'll see you the link on it I'll, maybe I'll, I'll also link it in the description for, for those uh, but, but they don't want to see it but like I just watched this I'm like I saw that match and then I'm um, sorry I saw the Sheeta match and then I saw that a couple uh, the other day, and I was like, "I know it's a small sample size, but this is not this is not both well." <laughs> she think people are trying to shoot her. <sighs> so I don't I don't know. Speaking of shoots, you know what I just thought about? Um, Deanna Perazzo uh, recently signed with Impact. We might get that oh, Deanna Lord. versus Tesla. I, I never Part thought, two. Yeah, yeah, that that could be a thing. That that, that could be the reason why she went there. Be like, have, you know, we could te- we could tease that y'all, you know, y'all was out here chopping the shit out of each other. Yeah, um, you know, we can work this and you know, rock crack each other with for- big forearms for real. Maybe I don't know. Um, but as far as NXT, um, I gotta say, like as far as the in ring product, like. What was that four weeks ago? Was that four weeks ago when I like lost my mind? I lost my show in NXT about like they have no fucking direction. I don't know what they're doing when they mm-hmm. started when they had double fuck finish title matches. Was that four weeks ago? Something like that. Yeah. All right. Ever since then, like NXT in in the ring wise has had a better show than uh, AEW every single week since then. So I think that's three weeks in a row, either two or three weeks in a row. I can't remember. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with AEW like building up to and getting and c- coming down from. Um, their pay-per-view, which is like, I mean, look, look at NXT's history of revving up to a pay-per-view and then getting away from it. Like, that was the one, like, going to the February pay-per-view, that Portland pay-per-view is like when they fell off a cliff, uh, booking-wise. Um, getting to that destination and trying to go go from there. But anyway, um, Johnny won a squash match against somebody that's in Evolve. Um, before Adrian then, Adonis. Right, and he, he teased if he was about to call him Adrian Adonis. Mm-hmm. Before he came out, um, but yeah, he's like, I send the Johnny Gargano Invitational. Anybody can come out here in the next few weeks, and we can, you know, wrestle. Um, so he he squashed that dude. He sold for him for a second, and then um, hit him with a super kick, and then slapped on nigga Gargano escape, whatever. Um, Champa squashed a dude later in the show. Um, a, Ruff, also the Skulk. That's who. Yeah, that's that's who he that's who he squashed. Um, Scarlett was out the whole match, and like the last two weeks, he's he's selling as if he's actually like scared of uh, Cross. So I don't know how it's gonna play out into the the match, but that's how they're playing. That don't like, sound like that don't sound like the daddy I know, right? The fucking killer, um, <laughs> psycho killer, scared. Okay, uh, um, he's doing it very subtly in a way that like, if there's a main roster, he, you know, eyes bugged out. He might be full Seth Rollins crying in the corner for all oh we know, but God. you know, that, that's not happening. Oh, great. CNN showing Aaron Garner's getting, getting murdered to remind us of what happened to George Floyd. Great. Anyway. Um, so also NXT was a tag match between Io Shirai and oh my God, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte and her mystery opponent, which turns out to be Chelsea Green. I thought it was a good match. Um, you told me what the finish. I, I or you spoiled me on accident um, about the finish. About and I saw the finish. I was like, okay, she rolled her up and put the legs up. It's like whatever. I don't care. Um, thought like it was what? a good match. 
Why can't we beat Chelsea Green here? Meanwhile, Io Shirai is in the title match. Because they're lazy. Um, well, one, there's clearly a directive like Charlotte would be doing no jobs until like it's time for her to depart, if that, right? Um, she might well, be on the about, I ain't putting nobody over. Um, what about Chelsea? Like, why? They're, try- like, they're trying to bring up Chelsea. They're trying to get her up and running. Like, they're trying to throw her... Okay, so right now there's like well, a... She might be going up to the main roster, like... I don't think so, because maybe I don't know. Like they didn't separated her act. Like they like that Robert Stone shit is finished. Wait, what? No, they didn't. Yeah, they did it on Twitter. Oh, Twitter. (laughs) Okay, I didn't know about that. She she fired uh, the Robert Stone guy or whatever. Uh huh. And um, like a lot of people were speculating, like, yeah, she might just go ahead and go to Raw. (laughs) So is she going to be Charlotte's lackey? Do you think she's going to basically pull like that Dana Brooke role? Shit, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't look. It, it was one thing when like she was the Charlotte, and then like single A was going to be the Dana Brooke. Now it's like, damn, it, <laughs> life comes at you fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I don't know what they do with that, but um, look, it's got all the signs of damn. We all feel bad for Io Shirai because not only did she have to do all the jobs leading up to the match, she's gonna be the one pinned in it too. Probably, either either she's gonna be the one pinned. Either she's either she is going to be the one that um that that takes the pin in that match for either one of them, or she wins. Which is like what a mind fuck that is, <laughs> right? Either she's taking the pin for one of these two, or she wins and both of them move on to the main roster. Yuck! That's what it seems like. Um, so, so basically, like, there's a top three of EO, um, I'm gonna say Mayu, <laughs> EO, Rhea, and, uh, and Charlotte at the top in the main event scene in the women's division, and then underneath that is this upper mid card that is right now Candice and Mia, and they're gonna have a match next week, um, Tegan Knox has aligned herself with Mia, and, and also Chasi, like, she's basically, like, galvanizing the babyface side right now, for what, I don't know, um, then you have Dakota and uh, Raquel together. Um, you want to talk about the bump? One of the scariest bumps of the year in 2020. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She, I saw that. And I was like, man, this is a Miz guest coaching this week. But my whole thing is like, I watched it. And, okay, I saw it today. All right. I didn't see it. I only saw you talk about it, but I saw it today. And my thought was, she out jumped where they were when she when she when she set up. So it's like I don't know whose fault that is aside from hers. Like yeah, they like, were there, they still like, stayed there. She turned like, around, like, she jumped, and then she jumped way further than like she went for a coffin drop off for those that didn't see it. She went for a coffin yeah. drop off the second rope onto Dakota and um Raquel that were on the floor. And they got, they were basically getting up together in the same spot. She looked back, got up, jumped off the second rope, and then, like, she overshot her target. So it basically looks as if, like, it's almost as if imagine someone getting, like, German suplex thrown off of the second rope onto the fucking matted floor. Bro, it was, I, I thought she was dead. But she got rest- right up and finished the match. These wrestlers cut different, bro. Like, she I wouldn't be doing no type of dives like that in it, like, limited empty arena or whatever uh they had all these people standing up for hours in the audience like that ain't enough adrenaline for me uh to be you know doing that so uh, about that you know how they talked about they had nsc pc geeks doing raw yeah, or the main that, shows it, it sounded horrible they like, also had it for nxt 
and they had people that they put on their TV in the crowd. Mm-hmm. I saw Zia Lee. I saw Casey Canzaro. And I'm like, I see you on TV at least once a month on this show. Why in the fuck are you not protected as a non-geek? I don't get that. I think that's only their own fault because in AEW, like everyone's around the ring, right? And it, it's not this thing like where you, it's, you it's know, a, it's a it's a different site. It's a different site or sorry philosophy. It's a look. look that's where they have chairs. <laughs> they have chairs. Right? Like you have Britt Baker, MJF, Sean Spears, uh, Big Swole, Hikaru Shida, um, the Guns. Joey, or whatever. You have you have different people with different levels. Yeah, you have different levels of people that are. You have a you have a few a number of non geeks there to make it feel like anybody could be there. If Inner Circle wanted to show up there one day, they right. no one would think second. No one would think second of it, right? But like you look at WWE's history of the like the go home shows, the Royal Rumbles, when they just fill the ring out, have geeks all all like yeah. sh- try to demonstrate to you what a Royal Rumble looks like, even though you see it every fucking year. Like or when they do pull aparts, and all of a sudden like. Geeks assemble. It, the geeks assemble to for Brock Lesnar to destroy or throw around between him and Undertaker, whoever or whatever, whatever like kaiju they want to throw out there against Brock Lesnar that month, or like really like the last brawl they really had in WWE that wasn't filled that had actual like people that you cared about and weren't just filled with geeks was like the championship title ascension at the end of 2014. Mm-hmm. When it, you know when it was like Randy Orton in 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 um. Cena and Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler and Rey Mysterio oh. and Del Rio and Mark Henry and and you know Sean and Hunter and Stephanie were in that thing. Like that's the last time. Outside of that, the norm is everybody's that when the bunch of people are simple, you know, the twenty four seven like uh, chasing line for, for you know yeah. geeks. Speaking of that, remember Ember Moon tore Achilles during that? Yeah, yeah. Remember I be for, over? For she, she said, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not blaming shit happens, whatever. But I'm just saying like the philosophy is different. Like, oh, that's geek work. Send geeks out to do that for years. You understand and like you're, you're educated, like only geeks do that kind of stuff. Where mm-hmm. in AEW, they're showing you like, no, everybody is involved. Everybody cares. And at the worst, MJF would just be out there gambling. Yeah. Right, you know, um, but these people were like they had the cheering and booing, like yeah, the like, but the whole crowd like cheering the wrong people, like I don't know, bro. Well, check this out for NXT at least, right? That tag match, that women's tag match, we just talked about. Rhea comes out. Rhea comes out first. They cheer Rhea. Io comes out second. They cheer Rhea. Charlotte then comes out. They cheer and woo for Charlotte. Who's the heel in this situation? Is it is it a three way baby face baby baby face baby face? While on commentary, while she's getting woos and cheers from the crowd, Beth and Morrow point out that like we don't know who this mystery partner is going to be because she has alienated every single per all three rosters because she's on all three shows right now. Sounds like a heel to me. Why are they wooing? Why are you telling yeah. me to in the woo? Then I don't yeah. get this. Yeah, like. I, I, I joke that every single person in the crowd may have been scripted individually. <laughs> That's not, that didn't happen. <laughs> Look, how do I know? They show sure acting like it. If, okay, I'll say this. When you get to the Riddle and Thatcher uh, match, right? 
There'll be a specific moment when you hear somebody in the crowd chant <clears throat> something that's so off book and so black. There is no way. I heard. I heard says. about that. I, I heard about that. <laughs> I forgot what he said, but it was like, bruh. He was like, as I'm like, he said, bruh, because somebody did some crazy spot. I'm like. There's no way he was he was instructed to actually say that. That was not in the script. There's no WWE that. writer that is writing that up for this black man. It's not happening. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, uh, what about this three way finish? Three way finish. Oh Rick yeah, okay. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. They had another. That was another good match. That was on the card. I hated this fucking finish with a passion of a thousand sons because it's so dumb. It makes no goddamn sense. Okay, Kushida lays out Drake Maverick, or Drake Maverick's laid out. Kushida yep. has been putting people away in this tournament with his rolling with that rolling armbar off of the top rope, you know, Spanish fly looking armbar to uh, to the floor. So he has on the cross armbar where he has his leg, you know, where Atlas's back is on the mat. Shoulders are on the mat, and he has his legs over top of him, almost like as if he had, like, you know, hit him with a leg drop. Except both legs. And shoulders are down. Count the pin, you fucking moron. So, as he's, while Atlas is, you know, back is on the mat for, like, six seconds, or whatever else, (laughs) in comes, and not tapping out yet, in comes Drake Maverick, he gets a he gets a uh, an arm over Sheeta's leg, which is on <laughs> Atlas's back. So he gets a three count, but he really didn't get the three count because the ref positioning was off. And then they show in the replay that Atlas, Atlas in fact tapped at two on the ref's count, which is like okay. So Kashida. Got the submission before he got the pin, and only to get the submission before he got the pin. He had the pin before before um, Drake Maverick had the pin. This is bullshit. That's a terrible fucking thing. If this was, I understand there's no thing as sanctioned triple threat fights. I understand that, but this <laughs> fucking infuriating. I was like, this is bullshit. And then they went to the Bro, back. And I saw this. I was like, wow, they must really not want Drake Maverick to actually beat any either one of these guys. So they go to the back, and this this is how they got out of it. When a way they're like, I can I can I can live with this and not just fucking hate this. They go to the back. They explain to Drake Maverick that what happened. He says, "Okay, fine. I'm not an asshole. Let's just have another match. Whatever. We'll have another match." Kashida comes up and says. Knowing what his situation is with, you know, you're fighting for your life, your job, whatever else. Go on, fight for the title, fight for your life. And then they shook hands. And then he said, thank you, Kushida. And then they said, if I win the title, you're the first title shot. I can live with that. He got screwed, but he's getting made good on the back end that he got screwed. I can live with that as opposed to this is fucking ridiculous. It's obviously the whole thing is ridiculous, but I can live with it. I hope Kushida destroys him and turns heel in the process. Oh my god! <laughs> Puts an arm bar, breaks his arm, sends him out of the promotion. Oh, one thing about that match, one thing I liked about this match until the finish. I I really enjoyed that match until the finish. Um, he came out and he was selling the arm injury that Kushida gave him last week when he basically rolled him up 
um, in a schoolboy after he had to cross arm breaker on him. So, like, they're doing some cool stuff with with Drake Maverick in this whole tournament or whatever else. Aside from the times when they were, you know, that one week when they just basically said, "No, nah, we don't three minute matches. Fuck y'all." Like, aside once they got corrected, this like this whole, everything around Drake Maverick on this sh- on the, in this tournament is I've enjoyed except for that finish. Other than that, I've enjoyed it. Um, so uh, next week it's him versus uh, El Hijo del Fantasma. Um, he came out and shook his hand before after the match after he won. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if this is where we finally get you know the goons finally ascend or whatever happens with you yeah, know Fantasma. everybody comes back out. Yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. Um, and then I'm, um, I'm about to fight pit. Okay, so. Remember, the, you know what the NXT cage looks. The NXT full cell cage looks like it's a smaller yeah. cage. Yep. It's basically just scaff. It's basically the NXT cage with scaffolding around it to make it look not look like a cage, but it's the same cage. And, and they no took the, and they took the ropes down, but this poster are still there. Um. So. And they have a platform on top on the top part, like a like a walkway that's probably like two feet long on that extends, so you can walk around mm-hmm. it. So. It was weird because it's clearly the same NXT cage that has a door on it. But the folks, but Riddle and Thatcher got up there, got Over into the, the ring by like climbing and then like this and then climbing down inside of it. And I was like, why? Whatever. So at the beginning, I'm I don't like this match because it is a no it is a knockout or submission match. Yet One of the big moments in the match at the beginning was uh, they did was a spot where uh, Riddle basically uh, does a double jump off of the cage and off he comes off the double jump off the cage hits uh, Riddle with a, either a knee or a kick and his blood starts and the blood starts pouring out of out of Thatcher's m- m- mouth with like obviously fake blood and they're selling that he has uh, blood and guts huh he, he is, he, right he has obviously but it, it's clearly fake blood he, uh, he is clearly selling that like. Riddle has knocked out some of his teeth, and you know Thatcher already has teeth missing or half partial teeth missing. So, but the thing is, like, if this they're trying to sell me that this is like some type of MMA fight, but like they don't, there's no rounds, but you're stopping the, <laughs> but you're stopping the fight to check on his, you're stopping the fight to check on his health as opposed to just awarding the the, the, the victory to Riddle for TKO because dude can't continue because he got stopped the right. match to check his mouth. So I hated that part. Then there's a part where Thatcher gets back into the match after he, Riddle tries that same move again and slaps on some type of uh, I think it's a, a leg lock, and Riddle's fighting to the cage like the the ropes, and I'm like, there's no rope break because there ain't no fucking ropes, Riddle. Oh man. So I'm like, I'm, so I, so at that point I'm like, oh god, this fucking match here. And then what they decided to do was get up. And they start throwing each other around and start hitting each other hard. And I was like, okay, this is turned around in a way I was not expecting. And then they ended up um, on top of the on top of the uh, the cage apparatus that they were walking around on on top. And mm-hmm. they did a, a few teases of a match of, <coughs> of spots. And eventually it ends with like a he hits Riddle hits him with a some type of I think uh, the the, the ripcord knee the final flash you know the you know basically yeah. the, the uh, what do you call it the rainmaker um, V trigger the rain trigger whatever you want to call it and Thatcher falls to the ring 
Riddle then hits that um that floating bro, you know, that uh, almost like the corkscrew deal that he does yeah. off the top rope. He hits that off of the top of the cage or platform or whatever you want to call it onto him. And then um he's hurt because he he landed from such high distance. And then by the time they both get back to their feet, um Thatcher slaps on a uh, a backpack um sleeper hold. Riddle is trying to bounce him off the ropes or bounce him off the cage, bounce him off the cage, and then he basically does a, you know, big drop on his back to get him free, and then, you know, he does, he, he, he gets free for a second, and, like, you know, he slaps it back on like a monster, uh, Thatcher, and then Thatcher gets a choke out. So, like, I really enjoyed the last two-thirds of the match, last half of the match, whatever you want to call it, but, like, at the beginning, I'm just like, y'all don't know what y'all want to be. Do y'all want to be pretending this is MMA or not? Because like y'all not following rules that don't even make sense for no de- for a in the rules of it being MMA it makes no sense in the rules of it being a knockout or submission only match that's in a cage it makes no sense either. But once they stopped with that nonsense and tried to it became a something that resembled a wrestling match, it, it started clicking in a big way. Hey man, just do me one favor, NXT. Do not put Gargano and Chomp in the fight pit, please. Please, that's, that's I, another I, one. I, I, I don't want to see it. They better I never don't. have another match again in NXT. They better never have another one. Oh my god! You told us it was the last one. Do not give us another one. No one's asking for it. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Uh, Matt Riddle on the way out of NXT. Um, Matt Riddles don't walk through the door every day. No. <laughs> um, last, I, okay, before Matt Riddle, what was the last Matt Riddle you would say there was? I walked in Nakamura, maybe. That's fair. Um, That's fair. Like you walk in, you just fucking know. Like okay, like it would be a tragedy, like or like only a dumbass could fuck this up. And which Nakamura they kind of have a uh, ricochet kind of, you could say. Um, but Riddle never holds either singles championship in NXT. Yep. Stuck in the background of like Gargano, Ciampa, and Cole. Um, ends Even though, up like there was no reason for it at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, shunted to the tag division, kind of, um, to give him something to do. <clears throat> Loses matches to like you know Finn Balor, Killian Dane. That's the Killian that's, the, that's the actual real crime is the fact that he was putting over Killian Dane around this time. Uh, what bro, ten months he, ago? He was out here missing takeover because of Killian Dane and doing brawls like with Killian Dane. Like, I don't think they got close to what they could have gotten out of Matt Riddle. Oh, uh, in NXT, they did, they, they did not get all the juice out of the women. <laughs> and if NXT couldn't figure it out, <laughs> yep. What the fuck do we think they're going to do on not even Raw? But SmackDown, which now is like the, yo, turn your brain off, uh, one note type show. Uh, like, unless they put him into the thing with, like, all of the IC guys right now. They're like the IC tournament guys, <laughs> like the AJs, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, Nakamura, Cesaro types right now. Like, I don't I don't know what. I have no confidence of that. I feel like. He- Neither He's going to be like, staring at Baron Corbin. Right. That's a real, real fear. That's a real yep. fear. And he's just going to enjoy retirement at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm, there's and one I, person. And another thing I th- I'm worried about him is like 
in NXT, he had, they let him have his match. And his match is more or less just like, we wrestle, we wrestle on the floor a little bit. And then eventually like, you know, I'm going to sell. And then eventually like, I'm just going to fuck you up for like three minutes at a time. And then like, you're going to get your stuff in. And then like, we'll start doing big stuff. Um, in a way that's like, if there is a formula to it a lot of times, but like, he's so different from what the traditional wrestling is that you feel that you feel him in a way that like, doesn't feel like when you watch like, I don't know, a Daniel Bryan or Johnny Gargano match in WWE. This guy is so fucking great. Right. Like if it feels like it's, you, you can buy into the ass, the beating he puts on people or whatever else. And like, it doesn't feel cookie cutter. Like, it's only a matter of time before they tell you to tell him to stop doing that. Or that's mm-hmm. the fear for me anyways. Like they take what made him kind of special every time he was on NXT because it felt like you're gonna get, you're not gonna get a cookie cutter match out of Matt Riddle. There's not. And, you know, whether it was, you know, the match the matches with Roddy or the matches with um Thatcher or even the matches with, with um Killian Dane, like those weren't cookie cutter matches necessarily. Um so, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think his style. I think they may reign in his style. I, I think they. Uh, if it was me, I would bring him up as a heel <clears throat> mm. because they've. He's gonna fall into the trap of being dumb baby face, being a dumb baby face, or being just someone they bring up from NXT because they feel like they have to keep him as a baby face. But meanwhile, like if you bring him as a heel, look at all the faces that are on SmackDown. Actually, be more compelling matches. He could jump out on Daniel Bryan or something like. Mm-hmm. He could jump out on Jeff Hardy. He could jump out on like uh, AJ or something like. And it's like, whoa, it's a little different. I think he turned baby face. I think. Okay. Um, but I don't watch that show, so. Um, yeah, I, if it was me, I'd bring him up as a heel, and then you know, transition to being a baby face later, but just starting him as a face, and it's, I, I can see they're going to like airbrush everything over him that strips what makes him special. Yeah, like you can feel them like I think the thing that worked for him especially at the end, when they started actually trusting him like on the mic, was that like they trusted his they, they trusted his they, like his charisma was going to work for the NXT fans, right? Like the stoner stuff in the you know all the stuff with like um you know the with in the the play in the, in the the play between him and um uh, oh my god Pete Dunn like was going to actually like make people like him and it did um but he's gonna be on his own probably because you know WWE like baby top babyface have to be by themselves they have no friends um. So there's no there's no straight man for him to really play off of unless they put him in the tag team, um, so you have that to worry about, and also like they're so desperate seemingly for um you know with Roman not around right now that like they might make him a de facto bookmark top guy, and if they do that you already know what that rollout looks like when you're <laughs> when you're it, yep. you know one of those types in WWE right now on the main roster like. They try to make you like some some type of version of John Cena um, over the last uh, f- ten years. So it, it's kind of um, it's it's worrying that like if he gets basically polished and he lose some of the uh, some of the uh, stuff that kind of made him feel different, 
and they kind of like try to format that into or port that into what they want. I don't know how. Maybe it could work. You know, because the dude is charismatic. He's likable, but you know, I don't think he. I don't think he's gonna promote to overcome that verbiage. Yeah, um, I watched a Matt Riddle Keith Lee Evolve matches on YouTube Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of celebrating uh, <laughs> Matt Riddle, and I'm like, man. <laughs> I thought about. It, I was like, man, they never even did Riddle and Lee right on and TV, they came, and they NXT. came up together, and they came up together around the same time in NXT. We kind of both like whenever like. NXT's bookings got wonky over the last year and a half. We were like, where is the push for Riddle and Lee? Um, and we didn't finally get it until November uh, of last year. And like, they went with the guy that we thought they wouldn't go with, which is like, cool, that's surprising. But like, you could have pushed, you could just push both of them <laughs> and put them in different like spaces yeah. or, or send them different quests. Like, I, I would reckon, I don't think anybody like, would have had a single problem if they had gone back in time and at, on that October. Uh, either October or November, I think it was October, uh, takeover, when they did that takeover 25 and a half or 26 and a half, like, if they had just belted Riddle there and then gone from there. Yeah. Like, the person to be getting the person to be getting out of NXT right now is Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era, not uh, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle had a plenty of other programs to do. Um, speaking of that, right? But there's something around this that's causing this. Like, oh, is it because they think they want him to resign? They want him to resign. Eventually, they got to show those guys the money with the main roster. That's what I mean about like, resigning. Uh, yeah, with the NXT. So, like, they can't – they're not going to start paying you main roster money to be in NXT, like, unless you've already been on the main roster. Um, Adam Cole is eventually going to have to come – they're going to have to come to that decision with him as well. But in Cole, we know, is all over, like – you know, these streets right now showing up at these AW parties. So like, do you think it's intentional of, or do you think he just like, he's just there both. with Brit or both I, of both? I think it might I, be both. I think he is a worker. And I think <laughs> if, if he has those pictures out, they're going to be like, he's like, well, somebody going to open the wallet. Well, the way they were done, it was like, they were shot. They were like, he wasn't actually, I only saw one picture. He wasn't in them. That's what I mean. Like it was almost like some, you know, uh, you know, uh, Loch Ness monster shit, where it's like he's just like off in the corner. Or Bigfoot would be the better, especially like yeah. you tell him to take a picture. Of, you know, y'all tripping or camping through the woods or backpacking through the woods, and all of a sudden you see like who's that in that corner? What is that? Is that? Oh, that's well, the elusive Adam Cole. Like that's, that is so, that is that is elite level working. That, that's like what I'm saying. If, if that's if that's what he's going to, if that's what he's trying to do, then like hats off to you because that's gonna work. Yep, <laughs> that's gonna you, work. You're you gonna get paid, <laughs> sir. Um, yeah, I mean, they all deserve to be paid. Like, look, they put out the best. They put out the best stuff on on their fucking TV, all their TV. So I, you know, um, but so I think, also. You know, Got caught like ironically, they did do Riddle and Lee at a house show in Minaray Hall. I actually got to see it, and it was fucking great. Oh, um, okay, and but it never makes it to air right. anywhere. Um, they, um, I mean, you think how many great matches we saw in Minaray Hall? Yeah, Minaray Hall is like you know, um, like, like that Keith Lee Adam Cole match from, from, you yep. know, was so great, <laughs> yeah, so great. Then, yeah, um, I just saw a takeover level match. They uh they had uh news is broke about Dijak also getting called up. I don't know if you heard about that. He's going oh to Raw. God. So it's like, well, he's gonna, he's going he's going to be like some big monosyllabic hill that like this is going to be part of like uh Seth's uh background. Watch, he's going to be part of Seth's uh click. Watch, 
that that would actually like make the most sense like i mean if they put him with seth like they'll actually push dijack and then like you know because i don't you know austin theory like i had ho- i had a high hopes for austin theory's future until i found out how tall he was i was like that's not gonna work like if he, if you were four inches taller you could be the next randy orton sir but you're not <laughs> so it's not gonna happen for yeah. you this is not yeah. um yeah I, I i would think about that but yeah yeah, a lot of these people don't like the only people that stand in NXT are Gargano and Chavo, unfortunately. Like, <laughs> will y'all ass on until they retire? My, my um, thing is, um, it's just remember, it was so funny. Like, we all we all knew this was gonna happen when, when Triple H was saying, like, you know, we're gonna go to TV, blah blah blah, because you know they were going to go head to head against AEW, and he said the shit about like nothing will change. Like, we're moving to two hours, but nothing will change outside of that. Finn Balor and Finn yep. Balor is Finn Balor is a positive in this, but the negative end of that coin is like Charlotte and what she's done to the women's division. Uh, you have the you have these programs that like no one like no one get. I, I have yet to hear a single soul will be like, "Yay, they're doing um, Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole again." I've never heard anyone say they even wanted that feud. Yeah, like especially he, after how it started. This. Yeah, like Velveteen Dream is like cooked. It was like um, it, like he. Need, I I don't know. Like, why is he not going up to the main roster? Like, would you bring him up to the main roster right now? In my opinion, I don't know why he's even on TV right now. Yeah, he we, should be. We, he should I, be I off like the streets right now. I feel like we still ain't got no solid answer, right? Uh, for, for what the hell all that was going on? Why? Why anonymous? Ain't, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> why, why can't anonymous get to the bottom of this one? Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're they're gonna be like you know, kind of trying to rebuild NAC like with Karen Cross, Timothy Thatcher, yeah. um, a couple you know sliding into those Riddle yeah. and Dijak roles. Yeah. And, I f- and honestly, like with Dijak, uh, not Dijak, but with uh, at least they can't do Keith Lee and Dijak no more. They ran <laughs> that to the fucking ground. Um, so. I would say that they've done a good job. Like their women's division, like is deeper. Is I feel like they're deeper as far as people you care about and stuff they do in the work that's done well. Like even more than last year. Like they're not as they're, they don't have they don't they only have one EO. They only have EO and Rio as opposed to having EO, Rhea, Bianca, and Shayna last year. But at the top is not as you know heavy I mean if you want to supplement Charlotte fine but like Charlotte still feels like an interloper <laughs> uh, but like they're not as top heavy but like, I feel they have more depth this year so far um, but like you know with I feel like they're doing good work with Karrion Cross so far I feel like they're doing good work with um, Thatcher so far like I don't know how you can p- put anyone over better than they put over Thatcher over this month or whatever it's been since he's been up here like he had like he basically beat he basically beat Riddle two times in a row and Riddle is he basically knocked him out the territory mm-hmm. um and the only time he lost because he got he rolled he had to do like in in a hold and he got caught with you know a roll-up um why he had him in the hold and then he whooped his ass immediately after that and slapped him back in the hole and had him crying and screaming and begging for help so it's like <laughs> you gonna push a dude like that's about as well as you can do it I don't um, feel like he should be the next champion in that case. Then, <laughs> um, him, Karen, I mean, I, we gotta have a fucking babyface champion at some point. Like, we, oh yeah, that, Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, they go like think about that. Like, all right, Champa for like eight months. 
Chamba gets hurt. Johnny for two fucking months, and then we've had a year of coal. We gotta have, we gotta get some fucking baby face up right now at some point. Like if well, this, if, if it it's takes Triple H, man, if Triple it H takes, don't book baby faces. <laughs> he don't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to be a baby face himself. Nothing like this is a heel territory. This is this man is. Look, they say Cody wants to live out the NWA. My God, like this man, Triple H is trying to have a long-running heel champion and cycle these niggas out. Like, yeah, but we who's, also, who's Adam Cole going through next? But we also had like you know we also had like Sammy's or sorry uh, Neville to Sami Zayn and you know Finn Balor. Like, I understand those were years it's ago, but like, and it's years ago. Yeah, I understand that, but it's like. I don't different. see. I don't see what's so different where you can't do that anymore. Like you had the opportunity, because, but, you fucked it, but you fucked it up with Johnny because you beat him too many times. Look, because they've revealed, like, like they've revealed what NXT is at this point. They'll never have that charm again. Like as far as, but like, it's not about the charm. It's about like, hey, we have a top baby, or we have like typically like six guys that any of them could be the champion at any point in time, or that's how it was for a while. Like. At some point, it, it wasn't they, like they, that before, though. Like, like once they turned it into this, like you know, I think of the Super Bowl mm-hmm. one, right? Like that's like the old era of it. NXT. Yeah, like the old era of NXT was like there's one guy you wanted to see be the champion, like, and you you were following his journey, and hopefully he wasn't getting called up or anything. Like mm-hmm. that's that's not that environment doesn't exist for like Triple H to do because a it's on weekly television now. They can't protect these people as much as they used to, and it's funny because. But nobody either. really gets. I get what you're saying, but I feel that I get you saying like the eventual the whole thing is a journey to someone winning championship, like like Sami Zayn, for example. I get you, I get you, but like the fact that you have more options to put the belt on people should mean that. It should be in Babyface's hands for longer than two fucking months out of two years. Like, and that's the same thing they got themselves into with Charlotte and, and Shayna. Like, mm-hmm. it's happening on both ends now. It's like, okay, you had your your um, your Bailey run, you had your Oscar run, um, but from here on out, now it's like we're going to beat you. We're at the top. We're going to beat you over the head with these baby faces and these matches. Or sorry, these heels and these title matches and like. They always find these fucking easy ways, easy ways out with undisputed or it's um you know uh thing one or thing two, um from for Shayna's perspective, and like we just hoard the title. And it's like okay, well who's this? Who's this for? Somebody to topple? It's like okay, it was for Rhea. That makes sense, but it's like that's clearly a directive you got from overhead. That's beyond you can control. Yeah, that it's wasn't like, that, right, that wasn't comes, like comes Charlotte to now bl- torpedo that whole situation. Like right. even in that Rhea situation, it wasn't like people were clamoring. Like it was Rhea anyone got, but Shayna. Yeah, it was. They dropped Rhea in the middle of this. We weren't following Rhea for like nine right. months right, right. leading up to that. Like that's right. like a but lot of these still, are snap decisions that are being made. Right. But I, what I will say is, well, I think the plan all along was to eventually get to Shayna or not Shayna, but to Rhea. But the thing is, like, it was more about someone toppling Shayna than it was about Rhea winning. It. And it's like, look, man, at that point, I don't give a fuck. Look, I celebrated the same way had it been <laughs> had it been had Bailey won the title all over again. Like, like ding dong, the witch is dead. As, as when it came to Charlotte or it came to the Shannon being toppled um, on on that Christmas or close Christmas episode. Um, whereas, like right now, it's like 
you okay? Who are the top baby faces right now? Who's top baby face in NXT? Riddle's gone. Keith Lee's a U.S. champion or North America champion. Uh, Look, it's Velveteen Dream. Velveteen, like Velveteen, because of like you know body of work as opposed to what Hottie actually is right now. It's like in another time, yeah, he could have been champion. Not right now when he's been gone for months because he was injured, and, not, and then you put him into this stupid thing or whatever this convoluted thing that people know like didn't you know it didn't resonate with. And also, the shit is going on around him right now. Like, beat him and then move on to somebody else. And I don't know who it would be. Like, my answer would probably be, like, it needs to be Finn Balor at this point because now Riddle's gone. Yeah. It needs to be Finn Balor. Yuck. Put the belt that back feel- on Finn Balor and then go from there. That feels like such a step backwards. Um, Like, why don't we, like, you know, like, they've got I'm, – I'm pulling up the roster now. So – They've but here's got, the thing, Rich. More people like Finn Balor's matches than your or big matches than you do, and especially because like you hate the booking of them, like just beating like Gargano or, or Riddle. Yeah, I mean, do do they want to be NEC in 2015 again? Like, or I don't know. Like, I don't like like we, Finn Balor's already been as big as he's ever going to be. Like, I don't I don't see the point. You got a point. I mean, I'm I'm just looking at it as like is is person Dexter X Loomis. It's my whole thing is like I'm not concerned about the direction of NXT because like they don't care. So why should I? Um, but I'm thinking more is like, look, is person is this person over enough to be in that in that title picture? Yes or no? Yes. Like, do the people like him? Yes or no? Yes. All right. Is this person like? a good enough wrestler to be at that be at that spot yes or no yes and like those three things like yes all those are all yes for me with Finn Balor so like think about it though like if you're you have Adam Cole hold that belt for a year to drop it to Finn Balor like doesn't that feel doesn't that feel flat the crowd desperately wanted Finn Balor to win in December until Johnny came out and and led to you know a fuck finishing or a you know a fuck finish but that's because it was new like he's that's because it was new it's okay. not new anymore. Like that's that's like it's been months and months and a pandemic and. But what are your better options, Velveteen Dream? Look, that's a default. You're look. Their better option. Look, their better option is Keith Lee. Like, but yeah, they've but Keith, I mean, him. Okay, so here's, it might be him because like, but here's the thing. I don't really want Johnny Gargano to be uh, beating um, Keith Lee for the North American title, and then like Keith Lee moves on to the NXT title. Like your real answer should have been like should never put the title the North American title on him. You should have had Keith Lee beat um, Finn Balor and Adam Cole in December or November and December. That's what you should have really done. That was your answer right there. No, the, no, the real answer was Matt Riddle. Him too. It was like, one of, it was one of those two. One, one of those, those two should have been next NXT champion. They, 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 Riddle's out the out the territory, and Keith Lee is the North American champion. So now, we're, now you're in a bad situation. Like we're unless unless you, it's going to take months for you to get to the point to where like now you should get to put the belt on Keith Lee or Matt Riddle or whoever else. Like so, like and then actually take this out right. No, actually you can get to it. you can get to it by by um not war games but by. What would be uh, the SummerSlam takeover? Man, you can get, get to my it swerve up and running. Damn. Huh? <laughs> I was like, get Swerve up and running. Do something with him. They had Swerve on Raw in the crowd like a geek. They fucked that up too. I mean, they didn't <sighs> fuck it up, but it's like WWE slash NXT, like, don't, aren't 
getting him up running like he should compared to however he gets in his matches compared to the level of work he he puts on like he he's one of the very best workers in the company like I would love to see a, um, a swerve in, in Gargano match I would love to see that I would love to see that it ain't in the cards at least not yet yeah like he's in he's in that role where he's in that same like he might actually be below uh, I'm not saying this in the slider because like Grimes when he wrestles is great but like he's in that mode where it's like they feel like he's not over yet even though like the crowd reacts him every time he comes out it's like alright y'all whenever y'all decide like to, to do something with this <laughs> that's on don't y'all miss don't miss it Why yeah do not like, miss it I think, I think the, they make Grimes look like so weak but it's like once he, once the bell rings he gets over every single time yeah Yeah, um, I think that's it. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think is anything for stardom. Oh, you know, yeah. Um, I think yesterday was Hannah's funeral. Um, but uh, so I believe that I believe that their domestic account. Um, I read the translating like there are two publications that they gave access to, and it, uh. So one was Samurai TV, which airs their pay-per-views. Um, not like pay-per-views, their Cork and Halls, and um, think uh, the big Japanese um, uh, magazine out there. I forgot what it's called. Weekly Pro Wrestling, I think, is what it's called. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like those are two like official like media publications for anything involving her funeral. Um, so that's but that's really it. Like. They haven't posted nothing on Twitter from either accounts. It seems like they, they just need to put the pause on the promotion for a little bit. And it's, then it seems like they have. And they were and the, the thing about it is they were going to start taping like I think this week. Like yeah. closed arena like closed arena stuff, like in the dojo, I imagine, or maybe they do Shinkiba, but there's gonna be no fan stuff. Um so but like that's been that seemingly has been blown up. Um, you know, because they they lost two of their four biggest four four or five biggest stars, um, in in one week. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know where they go. Uh, but whenever they start something, we'll talk about it. Yep. <clears throat> Do you know what the exact uh talk is as far as like New Japan coming back? I thought I heard something about Empty Arena is a first step, but Hero. I would probably recommend people to check out that Harold May video that he put out. But as far as like announcing anything, no real dates yet. Okay. <sighs> what a week. Let's hope um, next week isn't even worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm looking at CNN and like <laughs> parts of New York City's on fire. So. Well then. Stay safe, y'all. Yeah. Um make sure y'all uh just just open your eyes and open your eyes and ears and um yeah, stay safe. Yeah. All right, later. Peace.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 